This week's Laser Time is brought to you by Gamefly, and you can go to GameflyOffer.com slash LaserTime and get a free 30-day trial just for signing up through us. I love the TV. Uh, I'm Jerry Blank, and this is Laser Time. Um, do, do you and do any of you and your significant others speak to each other like Jerry Blank? Because we do for some reason. And Amy Sedaris <laughs> has a new show on True yep. TV, and like, oh, you actually just talk like that. <laughs> well, a little bit, but also that she has lot. on so many of their former co-stars of uh, of Strangers with Candy too. And that show's fine. I gotta I'm watch give, it. I've just seen clips. I'm gonna give a bonus award. To uh, no, that's true. T- true TV and IFC, which were channels I never watched before yeah. this this year, and have both had great shows. None of which will make it onto Laser Times Best TV of 2017. We did talk so long about movies. We had to talk about TV in a separate episode. That is our pop culture to- topic of the week. Mm. Sometimes it's farts. <laughs> Sometimes it's talking dog movies. <laughs> this week, just Best TV of the previous year. Uh, we were recording this. Mm. During the current year, as we were on break, but uh, I'm Chris Antista. Matt Jay. Uh, I'm Dave Rudden, and these diapers are made for a man's piss. I'm <laughs> Please tell me you can hear that clip again. Yes, uh, <laughs> it will be there. Yes, and a special uh, guest. Henry Gilbert for you. Hello. I'm oh. going to help you find your old girlfriend. I know what your entry is. I feel like we <laughs> should draw straws to who goes first. Not, not unlike the movie, Best Of, we all chose three. Yeah. There are plenty of shit we love, but this is it's not not. I swear, to, I got a <laughs> teeth aligning retainer, mm-hmm. and that's what a lot of the slurring is. Yes, I am drinking whiskey, but it's also my Dude, tongue. You're, you're pulling a Trump right now. We see your teeth falling out. It is scraping up against plastic <laughs> that gets exchanged tomorrow, and I it sucks, and I hate it, and I can't wait for this to be over, which will be in July. Please support <laughs> us and keep listening until then. Uh, but yes, laser time. We usually pick a topic, but this mm-hmm. week's topic is the best of stuff. Um, and it's more not necessarily like the best mm-hmm. ever because I didn't see a yeah. ton of shit I think I might like. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that. Um, night of, didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Don't have HBO. Parents oh, yeah. changed their password on their oh, cable. No. Lost my HBO. Well, go. We'll I'll give you the new one. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't well, want to reset their I password did, when you're home. I did because that's yeah. how I always get their password because they don't know how to do anything I when I come home and they end up giving it to me and of course it applies to everything. They don't know <laughs> I've been stealing their cable yeah. for this whole this whole time. I, I actually uh, I, I want to watch Vice Principals. Mm-hmm. Like I the show did is see so that. miserable. It's great. But I've heard the second season just like they already announced ahead of time like this is it mm-hmm. and it's like I've heard it ramps up and ends really well. So I love God. that show. Yeah, I love Walton Goggins and I love Danny. I think Danny, Danny McBride. I don't P- know. Play the same guy forever. I don't care. It You're sucks. Great at it. <laughs> it, it sucks that like where did I see Danny McBride most this year? He is shilling for Xbox Game Pass oh, or yeah. Mountain Dew, and he's the voice of Carl's Jr. And he was an alien. Right he is? I did not see Aliens Covenant. Yeah, oh, he yeah. is an Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get a burger, it. fries, and a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> he's, good uh, in alien. he's good in that horrible movie, Alien Covenant. He's, I'm he's excited. The best part. And we'll talk, we'll talk about that briefly at the end of the show, what we're most excited for next year. I'm excited for his him and, is it Jody Hill, their adaptation of Halloween, because mm. Danny McBride's story is fascinating. He is a he's a film school graduate who inadvertently ended up starring in shit because they couldn't pay anybody. <laughs> he wanted to make movies, and I heard him talk in an interview of why Halloween is great, and like, 
this guy should direct everything. <laughs> he, he should make everything. But anyway, this is our best television yes. of the year. Do you want to throw throw? Uh, do you want to do uh, Rochambeau? See who goes first. Sure. Do you want to get kicked? In the nuts? I don't know four people. Um, Are you doing tournament style? You're not yeah. kicking me in the nuts. <laughs> well, will someone please kick me in the nuts? I guess yes. I'm asking. That's your favorite <laughs> show. Please. Uh, I, I I'll mean, go I'll, first. But okay. the, the, yes. the the word "ow my balls" gets mentioned in my favorite show of the year. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, let's have Matthew go first. Yeah. Matthew. Uh, He's I'll, the newest oh, guy. Have, let's yes. go first. I'll get I'll get this one out of the way because we talk about it so much. But SNL this season has been so GD good, and they've been taking so many chances that they don't normally take uh they they've been letting people host that i'm like i would never expect them like they let kumail nanjiani host this year i could in a million years i wouldn't expect them to do that even in a year that he made a movie that was like this indie critical darling which i loved and couldn't figure out a way Mm -hmm. to fit in on the best of series it's like everyone's number five or six yeah it's really 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 good but it also feels like this is a script of a real live event and you have a bunch of improv people being funny and charming and like that's not as impressive as what Coco did. Yeah. And that that's not as impressive. It's but it, really mm, solid. It's But it's and fucking funny. fantastic and I will watch it if it's on TV. I'll watch it every mm-hmm. time. And both like. of the parents should be nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I, Ray I, Romano I and Holly Hunter. Absolutely. They're both and, fantastic. And Tiffany Haddish, like who I, I didn't even know who she was like a year or so ago. Girl mm-hmm. Trip. Yeah, but that's on my twenty-one movie list. Probably I last the episode. best host this year. I had I no idea who she was, and she was fucking hysterical. And can we just say? Well, I have a clip from her what? monologue. Oh, you do. Like this dress, I wore it on the red carpet for Girls Trip, and my whole team they told me, Tiffany, you cannot wear that dress on SNL. You already wore it. It's taboo to wear it twice. And I said, I don't give a dang about no taboo. I spent a lot of money on this dress. <laughs> this dress costs way more than my mortgage. This is Alexander McQueen, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's a four thousand dollar dress. I'm gonna wear this dress multiple times. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. You might see this dress in two sketches tonight, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and she had a killer fucking monologue. Yeah. And a lot of people and did. Kind Have you of seen that Mortal Kombat yeah. sketch? Yes. yes. Like, Boo Boo Jeffries. It's the new David Pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. speaking earlier. And then it was written for Kevin Hart. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they well, rejected it. Uh, Mikey Day wrote it. It right? was the craziest clip I ever saw on YouTube. I love, I think Mikey Day has the potential to be the new Dana Carvey yeah. if he's allowed to do more characters. But now he's just like the central white dude who introduces every other weird character <laughs> in every sketch. Like, he's but, still gets I, to like be the last two weeks, him. he's played like a clerk who's like, next? Next. Yes, introducing everybody else. Uh, no, man, she got to pee on it. Uh, <laughs> I still, she pregnant still man. She, she pregnant a man? God, uh, but, I, but I, I thought he's that. the greatest. And I watched that clip and he's like, welcome, Mikey Day. He's like, this is actually my first interview ever on television <laughs> like Mikey Day rules yeah. he's that guy in the fucking David the Blaine David viral Blaine video. no let, no like, <laughs> just amongst us we're starting to use F. like chadisms like okay Okay. That's what. It, uh, none of you laugh. That's it what sounds. My, it sounds really rude, but it's like uh, that's what my introduction was this episode. Oh. Can, can you come? Can you come by tomorrow at four? Okay. And then door slams and like oh gross. Oh, he was being. That's a reference to Chad. On SNL. You don't watch SNL, Henry. Uh, I think people I like you think it's pedestrian clip. and terrible. I mean, yes. I think every sketch is a talk show and yeah. uh, no, sometimes it's a game show. And and that and that Alec Baldwin's very bad at doing Donald Trump. They've dialed that I think back, he is, is so overrated as Donald. That was, that was very smart. You sound like year. Donald Trump overrated. complaining. Overrated. Overrated. I just watched a video. Of, there's this video series that I think Vanity Fair puts out where mm-hmm. a, a dialogue, dialect coach. 
coach, uh, like identify, like he looks at actors doing other people, mm-hmm. and he did one about Alec Baldwin playing Trump, and he pointed out a lot of things where he's like, people don't like other people's impressions don't catch this about the way Trump hmm. speaks, he, but Alex hmm. does. Anthony Atomic does it better. He 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 does yeah. stole it from Anthony Atomic when they worked on Thirty Rock together. I don't he think does he a stole it. he does a funnier Trump, mm-hmm. but uh, Baldwin says his Trump is first and foremost miserable mm-hmm. and like. Yeah, he should be. He's a and Trump what, that hates his job. Yes. He, and, like, he's trying to... He's like, oh, I have to do this now. Oh, I said this. The, the, Uh-oh. The, the President Sugar... What's his name? Anthony Thomas. He is like an Very excited baby who doesn't deserve to be where he is, <laughs> which is also a good take on Trump. Yeah. Yes. But Baldwin's... The moments where he's not talking and he just makes a... Uh, uh, when he does his impression like oh why am I being visited by three ghosts was it when I talked to a reporter went uh, 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 it was the funniest thing I saw last year Christmas last year SNL so a couple years ago they had the 40th anniversary that gave them a a, they brought him back in the spotlight in a big way I've never stopped watching SNL I'll watch SNL every single week of my life just Dave you and I connect we bonded the last two years Dave and I I think watched it Every before we talk on yeah. bonus time, we talk about our. It's usually SNL like sketches. the clip that we put in every yeah. episode. Yeah. But, but yeah, then, like last year, they just they relied too heavily on Alec Baldwin. But just like mega celebrity, mega a mega celebrity playing yes. a major political figure. So they it's like, they stop had huge like they had been in the spotlight like never before, like yeah. not in a long time last year. But it also wasn't the best season. Yeah. But the new people were really great: Melissa Villasenor, Mikey yeah. Day, mm-hmm. the other white guy whose name I always forget. Yeah. Uh, but this season has been like they're riding off of that, where people are paying attention to SNL yeah. again. They're using it as a chance to take chances, and it is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like the, the hosts, week. the hosts are not as well known as like like the end of the last year was like. Uh, the Rock and then uh, Melissa McCarthy, and it's like, all right, these are these are big stars, and they're they're funny, but they're dominating the episodes, and mm-hmm. the new cast members are not getting a chance to shine. This is like, there, this is like the perfect interplay between hosts and cast members, like with Tiffany Haddish and like Saoirse Ronan, where it's like, if you wrote uh, it down like, a list, uh, say her name again, Saoirse Ronan, Tiffany Haddish, Ronan. Larry David, yeah. And Camille Nanjiani, they 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 were like yeah. almost back to back hosts mm-hmm. this year. But like we're only we're not even halfway through the season, mm-hmm. I think number wise. Mm-hmm. And like I think just about every new cast member has had a breakout skit, which is pretty yeah, that cool. That almost never happens. It finally, I was worried. So I was watching. So I have the I girl have, from every boxing movie is my favorite thing I've yeah. ever seen. That is such a specific <laughs> Her, joke, and she does it so does well. It, it, but I've seen every stupid yeah. fucking boxing movie gets yeah. nominated for an Oscar, so I have to watch and it. If you make me upgrade my iPhone 4S, I'm taking the kids <laughs> and, and going to my mom. And the best, <laughs> the best 10 minutes to 1 a.m. skit where, like, ten, the, t- the last 10 minutes skit is where they throw the weirdest shit mm-hmm. at the wall. <laughs> and this had one of the best ones that I've seen in quite some time where she plays... The neighbor of James Franco worried about James Franco. Worried about James Franco. <laughs> oh, his bull- cousin. I hit the bullseye. <laughs> She's a darts champion. Dave yes. Franco comes out. It's like, you hit a bullseye? How did you do that? I think oh, that, I do a good Dave Franco. <laughs> I, I'm validating myself here, and this is all subjective anyway, but like I've said, SNL, it's not so much that it's the funniest thing in the universe, is that it's an institution, and it reacts very fast to things that happen in our lives. There and has there's no other show like it and there cannot be another show yeah. like it. I think it. South Park fills some of that but they've actively tried to not do that this year and like offer a different kind of escapism yeah. that's not topical. Yeah. They can't avoid it most times, mm. but they're trying. Yeah. But that's SNL's job. So more so than how good or bad SNL is, it's never felt to me than more necessary. Yeah. I've heard from people who hate SNL like there's crazy shit happening 
faster, more crazy shit and happening faster than ever in history. They had to make new episodes in the summer. Yeah, Man. like somebody help me make <laughs> this funny again. Why is, I don't know why there's not a YouTube replacement mm-hmm. for SNL. There why, are, they're all bad. I, is that it? Yeah, like, that's like why? It. Why do we not have it? Someone needs to rival SNL. This should not be a monopoly because I think well, they're they trying to bring back Mad TV this year. I mean, they did, didn't they? On C- but like, I someone might be able to. do But bad. SNL has never, beyond how good I think it is, it's never felt more necessary. Yeah. I need something cathartic that I can relax and digest yeah. the shit that the barrage of horrible information yeah. I've been getting. I mean, it'll process that, but it also do weird shit. Like, yeah, I love that they, there's a lot more film stuff. Yeah. Uh, they did and, that, and like I said before, yeah, like Henry, the, when this yeah. is over, I'm showing you the sketch they do with the new cast member, which yes, is the most meta you up. have to know about SNL it is, to be funny oh, at all. An yeah, entire the, skit where the, 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 first, the first half is almost literally Painful. not funny, but then the second half is paying the, off the it, first half. The last minute of a yeah. four-minute sketch is where it gets laughs because you need to know SNL really well. And well, I know that, those are the sketches that make yeah. Henry laugh the I most. I love it. Knows yeah, it. I know SNL. To, to what Dave was saying earlier about how every new cast member has gotten something to do this season. I So I watch SNL like a sport, like like yeah. you like you and, and Dave and yeah. I all do. We're like, ooh, and I've, not doing good. I've beaten that so hard into my girlfriend's brain <laughs> that she now does it. Like I've, I've like mansplained her into doing the same things <laughs> I do. Whereas she, we were watching this we – were watching that episode and like halfway through that sketch she was like is this guy gonna get fired and i was like yeah this guy's gonna get fired and then the sketch ended and i was like <laughs> i was like i was like this guy's Holy gonna shit. get promoted next year this guy's Holy tim, tim robbins 2.0 i hope he, <laughs> yeah. i hope he wrote that yeah oh, i he hope did. he wrote it you can tell yeah nobody like, would write that for if, him. if oh. he didn't he at least like yeah. brought an idea to another writer and was like it's can you so help painful. me make this into but but moving on to your next favorite maddie because i'm glad we can discuss this uh so i i want to save the top one for the last. So I want to talk about Twin Peaks next. Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks this year. So go. So again, like to see a show that I've waited for for a very long time and is doing things that I could never imagine happening on television. Like that's, that's part of it, though. Like I one one whenever I like we we do Talking Simpsons every Wednesday and there's a season with a ton of Twin Peaks references. Yep. And when I finally watch the first two episodes, I'm like. Wait, the whole world was in on this? This is so weird and cra- I love this. I've seen every David Lynch movie. I've for some reason never seen Twin Peaks. But but the whole world was on board of this, but like the dude had a problem with ABC, gets fired, comes back to the show, and this is him, David Lynch, being able to make Twin Peaks however he wants. Mm-hmm. Has that happened before in with someone like David Lynch? It has it's happened before with creators, but never on this like there so the Not on this He scale. was making this on the Disney Network before it was the Disney Network. The ABC. eighth episode of this season is one of the crazy it's it's I've never seen anything on television like it and I am I mean, I, I am entirely ready to be wrong about this. I'm fairly certain we'll never see anything like it on TV again. That is the it is the unique episode of television. Really? Yes. The episode what, what's the clip eight. We're, we're hearing. Uh, this clip is so we waited. We waited 25 years for the show to come back. Not only that, we waited 25 years to resolve information. In yes. <laughs> to we waited 25 years to learn things about the secret of Twin Peaks, but also to have Kyle MacLachlan back as this character we love. And David Lynch knew that and didn't give a fuck. So we spend it's what 16 or it's 18 episodes, something like that. We spend 90% of it with Kyle MacLachlan's character as a different character who doesn't talk. Yep. <laughs> he denies you all. I think it was funny to think people 
it was funny to see people think that he'd give them what they like fan service. Like, no, that he David Lynch is a difficult filmmaker. Like, he doesn't want to give you what you expect. I thought and, and I'd the, turn this on, and Dale Cooper would fucking like look at the camera, eat a piece of pie, drink some mm-hmm. coffee, and be like, "Damn fine coffee, let's go solve a mystery." And that's I was so glad to be wrong. Every thing does. Like, mm-hmm. that's the worst thing. The first episode of the most recent season of X Files is that. Like, yeah, it exactly li- is. Mulder literally says out loud, like, uh, the truth is out there. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. It's like, like Batman saying, I am the knight. If you wrote that for Batman, you're a hack. But this clip that we have is Dougie Jones. It's it's the, we all liked Dougie Jones, and then in this moment, we all, America fell in love with him. <laughs> jackpots so far 29 mega jackpots okay. i'm dead <laughs> that's Brett Gelman. It's Brett Gelman out of nowhere. Gelman. <laughs> what the hell? So Dougie Jones. He's so Kyle MacLachlan, uh, Agent Dale Cooper, it has been trapped in in the Red Room <laughs> in the Black Lodge for 25 years. Uh, he gets sent back to Earth for some reason we don't know through means <laughs> we don't understand. He gets put into the body of this guy, or he gets he replaces this guy Dougie Jones, who was created as a tulpa to keep his body warm or something and then he goes he he cannot speak he has seemingly no thoughts except he recognizes some things from dale cooper's past <laughs> he goes to a casino because they're in nevada he just sees the black lodge hovering over certain machines and every machine he goes to he gets a jackpot on <laughs> and then the money that he gets becomes the the impetus for almost everything that happens to him in the rest of the season wow. god I love and that <laughs> also is like nothing compared to anything else that yes, happens it's, wow. it's n- almost no relation to twin peaks and in, in what makes david lynch so fucking interesting <laughs> To go out of his way to be this intentionally surreal and defy everyone's expectations. The funniest conversation I had with it was our friend Carolyn. Mm. And I don't want to throw her under the bus in the public show. <laughs> so I said it on the private show. She had a discussion about... She said something like, pay TV normies. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones <laughs> addicts <laughs> at, at the water cooler who have to talk about premium cable shows every single day. And, and, and she said watching them try to talk about... and. Try to make Twins Peak a watercolor show. That was good, right? That was that was. I don't know. Did Cersei die? No, no, no. This is Twin Peaks. Like the guy didn't talk for a whole episode, and then a Nine Inch Nails video happened. And then, like, <laughs> that happens. Like, yeah, it does happen. Everything yeah. I've read about it means it makes me so mad. I have to get through. 40 hours of Twin Peaks before so I can you, get to it? you do, and a lot of people have asked these questions, and a lot of people haven't watched this yet mm-hmm. because they're like, I haven't watched... Most people are saying, I've never watched season two. I have never been... Mm-hmm. Here's proof that society's still okay. People are excited for David Lynch. Yeah. That hasn't happened yeah. in 10 years. A documentary just came out about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Like, apparently wonderful. Yeah. I Inland Empire, no one saw. Yeah. It didn't come It didn't come within 80 miles of my fucking town. Yeah. Now we're all like, talking about David Lynch. It's great this replaced that season of Louis. <laughs> no. So, yes. Be but more answer, funny. Be more. He's a Korean. Uh, my answer to that is watch season one. Mm-hmm. Try and watch season mm-hmm. two. Most people will give up during season two. It happens. It's hard to watch. But there are plot points you need to know, especially the last couple episodes. Uh, so at least try and watch season two and then kind of get a refresher however you can through mm-hmm. like uh, clips. Or they, they don't. They don't try and contextualize a lot of stuff, but they do make it easier to swallow than you expect if you don't know everything that happened on the mm. Ultimate Base. And watch the movie. But it doesn't make much of an effort to resolve the mysteries from the original 
Twin Peaks. Well, most of the mysteries, the ones that needed to be solved... Were tied up in the second season? Yeah, or in the movie. Uh, The movie also introduced a lot more things. Even though it was a prequel, it gave us more mysteries. This season mostly introduces its own things to solve. I I love the idea that, like, at the end of the day, we all kind of just want to watch something interesting. And David Lynch is nothing if not interesting. It's nothing like anything you've ever seen before. That's what you can say about it. If you hate it, make it through to the end because the last episode will knock you on your... Oh, we we finished an episode uh, and I was like, wow, that was the finale everyone's talking about. And then my girlfriend was like, no, we have one more to watch. And I was like, what? What else could happen? Well, yeah, that's what I, I had heard that the second last episode is... Like the finale for the entire series, and then the next, the last episode is like the first episode of a new series. Yeah, that sounds exactly like, that what sounds it's like. Sounds like Evan Kellyan, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It is. It is the American Evan Kellyan. Yeah. Wow, David Lynch, good for you. Oh man, but it's uh, but, you know no one else here has seen it, but uh, you know it's. I think it deserved to be championed. It's one of the most fascinating pop culture resurrections of the entire year, and I'm glad. I'm glad the right people enjoyed it for the right reason. This has been the year, after after years of that happening mm-hmm. now, like several years of them just reviving things, this year is finally the year where they're doing it well. Mm-hmm. We have, because, you know, I'm not a huge Force Awakens fan. I like it, but I this new movie, I like a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to get roasted for this, the new season of Will and Grace. Hmm. It's wow. fucking phenomenal. It's, I, it's I, hilarious. I heard that. I, I it, totally dude, heard that. It's hilarious. It is to to talk in the parlance of the young people. It is woke as hell. Yeah. It is. Well, it always it just was. Wonderful. But seeing this familiar characters year. from ten yeah. years ago contextualize events of right now. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Fucking. Crazy. They go to the White House in like the third episode. Wow. Don't let Young Sheldon deceive you. Like this has been a good year for <laughs> network uh, sitcoms. Huh. Yeah, I like Su- Superstore. There's, there's yeah, like two of them are in my like top ten. I will mm. say, you know, I didn't mention this in the worst of. Uh, I I am a fan of Modern Family. Mm. I've enjoyed the show for a long time. This season's been in the toilet. <laughs> this has been the worst season of the show. I think last season wasn't great either, but this season's been. Ty Burrell looks like he's sick. <laughs> Ty Bur- dude, he's really skinny. I don't know. I know what you mean. He looks he, like he's sick. He yeah he uh he's still the funniest part of the show though. All and right. and the the two dudes. But I'm, uh, your your big one was also. Kind of one of my biggest. Yeah, I save this for last because you and I, new, uh, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, Dave. Yeah, I'm we, Henry, all... have you seen Big Mouth? It looks so. It looks so damn ugly. <laughs> I can't take, yeah, but I, so did Bob's Burgers. Yeah. It looks it's, ugly, but that it's the is, modern day Duckman. It's thematic to look that. Yes, it's it, much like they Duck look Man. like Duckman turned into. Humans. It's a show about puberty. It's, it's a, a show, show about, about puberty. Ugly. And if I need to pull back the curtain of this, I thought I knew what the world looked like before puberty. And it made everything else about that confusing, and I observed really hard, and that's what most of Laser Time is. Me dealing with puberty 20 years after the fact. It is the most pivotal, weird time in my entire life, and I've never seen a show address that for not only young men, but young women. And even the small dynamics that happens when one of your friends goes through puberty before (laughs) you. And Look, I love Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, so, I mean, sell me on this show. Why? This ugly ass Why show. no one has cast John Mulaney as the voice of a character of any... Because we know Nick <laughs> yeah. Kroll can do impressions and be every char- any character he needs I, to be. For a while, I thought Will Arnett was on the show. I'm like, no, that's just Nick Kroll that's doing Nick Kroll. real yeah. gravely Doing a voice like this, but which is pretty... John nice. Mulaney the hormone proved monster. to be like a good actor yeah. and is just such a... Has a cartoony yeah. voice in his resting this state. This is like... Mm-hmm. like yeah. So much of the stuff I love this year is like, oh, there's like... Like, the oh. disaster arts block... I haven't seen it yet, but like, I just love like, oh, th- you throw a comedian everywhere in this. Yeah. This like, there's, they do a lot with a little. Like, it's, it's got the Bob's Burgers issue of as I'm watching it, I'm like, I know that voice. Is that, yeah. Is yeah. that Jenny Slate? Oh, yeah. Right. Jenny Slate doing, doing the 
best character but performance. It's a show seen about a young like girl. Rudolph does double duty. Yeah. Nick Kroll does double duty. Yeah. John Mulaney does. Double and they do duty, double duty as playing puberty monsters or these <laughs> manifestations yeah. children see. To we're gonna beat it so hard tonight. This is gonna be great. <laughs> do it. Do it right now. I'm at school. No, so go to the, the bathroom. Do it now. And like it's it's. It's a good manifestation of what that period of my life was like. Well, that's it's hard so, to talk about. Like I said about Logan in the last episode, mm-hmm. I had my brain didn't know how to process seeing a little girl do those things. Mm-hmm. This is kind of similar, where no show, especially comedically, has ever approached this material in this way. It's never approached the material that doesn't talk down to anyone. It is it is a show for people who have gone through puberty, are going through puberty, and are about to go through puberty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're a human who is about to have their body changed, you have something to get out of this show. Why am I? mad for no reason and really horny yes. and on top of that it's hilarious and also i mean so thing so i actually think that please don't isolate that sound <laughs> i i've i feel like i've never seen um uh like development uh as a teenager particularly from the women's standpoint done comedically well yeah. i think it's been done in a lot of movies and it's, it's been done okay and especially been done very well dramatically but to see it done in not just a funny way a goddamn balls out yeah. hilarious way in a real way and i love the last episode like were we child pornography <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of little kid dicks and vaginas in this because it, it's on netflix it ends with them saying because the show is based on nick kroll and his best friend when mm-hmm. they were from that actually and actually it has a lot of stories where nick kroll's best friend did slow dance with a girl and jizz in his pants the, the, wow. so like the, that happened the show's uh. called big mouth because that's clearly what people called nick kroll yeah mm. When he was little, and it's it, now it would be big forehead. the first episode of the league, like I'm not going to do that. I look like a Jewish. I look like a Nazi caricature of a Jewish person. <laughs> <laughs> but the last that that last scene of the show contextualizes everything in in what I'm saying right now because because it does have them have a conversation about like oh we, we might have a TV show someday a show about a bunch of kids masturbating that'll never happen <laughs> like that's never happened like there's never been anything in this in this voice about mm. masturbation. Two people like this could be shown in health classes. Well, you need to animate it too because you, it would, they it would say be that criminal to make children yeah, yeah. actors. They're, they're do like, this. we'll just animate and it. And it's it's yeah. it's. I don't. I can't speak for little girls, but like every almost every little boy has this period where like it's like you discover your a drug, but it's your own body, <laughs> and that's I can do this anytime I want. Yeah, yeah. It, like I can just keep reproducing this pot. <laughs> yeah, let me just tug a little while. That's great. Yeah. But um, it's Henry, please watch it because it, it's, it's so is good. It's, it's so ugly, ugly in stills, but it is it's well animated. Yeah. So I, it's just yeah. the design of it that it actually it looks like it has a higher budget than you'd expect. Yeah, yeah dude, okay. it's a good. It's it, like it Jordan a, Peele's character. I'm only bummed. Jesus Christ! Yes. The, oh my God! Epis <laughs> for Family is a fucking fantastic show. I think Bob called it on the worst of like it's the modern version of it's King, of the, King Hill. of the yeah. Hill. Yeah, and it, that, but that would be on my list. Too. But it's that show's it's great. not very well. It's animated how I think you think yeah, Big Mouth yeah. is animated. Very stiff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clearly but flash. Big Mouth is not that. A lot of dream sequences, a lot of fantasy all sequences. Right. There's a lot of emotion in the animation. Yeah, the the right. characters have a lot of emotion and heart in them. Love doesn't last forever. It will die and break your heart. And you can't have a sexual awakening without tearing lives apart. Take your mom for granted and you'll lose her in due time. <laughs> The only way to dull life's pain is get sewn out of your mind. Woo! Life is a fucked up mess. Life is a fucked up mess. Life is a fucked up mess. Oh, it's a shit show. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. 
Let's take a break from TV real quick to talk to you about video games. That's right, because this show is brought to you by Gamefly, where you have access to over 8,000 titles from Xbox One, PS4, PS Vita, Nintendo Switch, and on back to like the original Xbox and PS2. 8,000 titles, folks. Gamefly is like, uh, do you ever have the disc service on Netflix? That's what Gamefly is like for games. So at one low cost, you can basically play unlimited games. With Gamefly, you make a list of the games you want, they send them to you with an envelope so you can send them back whenever you want for free, hold on to them as long as you'd like. No longer do you have to be bothered by bad games or trade-ins, and you can even buy back games if you're enjoying them enough, and Gamefly will send you the box and manual as if you bought them normally. So what that means for the cost of like two games a year, you could be enjoying every goddamn game. Like right now, Call of Duty, World War II, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and let's avoid the twos, Okami HD. Yeah, you can even get that through Gamefly. And remember, Gamefly flyoffer.com slash laser time will give you a free 30-day trial of the service so you can try it out at no charge see if you like it but right now there's also a limited time introductory offer we can get the first three months of gamefly for nine dollars and fifty cents that's less than ten bucks for unlimited games people think about it could save you money once again that url is gameflyoffer.com slash laser time Greetings on the fence listener who can't decide which Patreon to support. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the host, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Alright, so yeah, the sexual harassment thing this was... I think this is another of those things you can blame slash thank Donald Trump for because I think a lot of people when they saw that Donald Trump wasn't felled by being among every other awful thing about him and admitted sexual predator Mm -hmm. that since he wasn't punished for it, everyone else was like, we have to punish the other fuckers then. Oh, you think it's an overcompensation? I, I think it's in part a reaction. Like, I don't think it's an overcompensation. Well, but, but, but like I, society trying to balance itself. Like, we didn't get this one guy. We're going to get everybody else. It could be. I mean, well, it's a very 2017 thing where you'll just wake up in the morning and you'll see yeah. two women hosting the news. And they're like, well, this guy got fired. <laughs> like, <laughs> every morning I click on my Twitter moments tab. I'm like, who is next? Two women yeah. hosting and the news. Today and it was uh, and Russell Simmons. They're First line is, well, well, well I yeah. didn't expect to. No, and, and Mario Batali yes, was today. Uh, when we were doing Bam. Batman v Superman, and Charlie Rose appeared on screen, somebody said, "Oh, sexual harasser Charlie Rose." So I was like, like ah, "Are you fucking kidding that, me? That really that happened." Can't be. John Lasseter. Yeah. Oh. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. And get tons of exclusive commentaries, podcasts, and videos in exchange. Clear the time, second segment. Reptilicus is silly, but he really illustrates the great array of monsters all over the place. Not just in Japan, but across the planet. An A to Z gamut or gargantuan panoply. Example, please. Or name a land. Belize. Oh, geez. Easy peasy. Maze maze. Seeing the Yucatan, you can meet El Cadejo. In Belize, they believe in him. They're not afraid to say so. Scotland. Nessie's living up in a lot. How about Poland? A scary, scary crow named a butt. So, so it's not just Godzilla? Well, duh, crow. There's a lot that could kill you. Hey. Prom. Sorry, crow. Okay. Gross. Joe. Yo, Jonah, how's the chorus go every country has a monster they're afraid of in their nation 
Every monster has a country. Yeah, station they call it. One of my favorite revivals. Fuck your Twin Peaks, Matt. <laughs> Did you have some runner-ups you wanted to mention? Uh, the one you're about to mention is is a good runner-up. Uh, I think I know the song you're going to play from this. Oh, yes. Uh, but what were, what were some ones you wanted to rattle off? Because I had plenty of those, too. Um, they're they're actually kind of almost all on this list. I, mm. I mentioned earlier, you know, Superstore is good enough. Uh, I, oh, the, I took the good place off my list because I can't talk about why this season's so good. I go good back and forth on that show. It. But, like, it premiered on Netflix, and it was a really fun... I haven't mean to watch it. It's another on my list. So, so like everybody's talking about it. I know the twist. It's just one of the you know like, the twist. Okay, yeah. it, but it's weird that it has a twist because it like it's a thirty minute comedy, but you can never watch this out of order. There's no status quo. This can't be mashed. It's it's a you sit- can never enjoy an episode singularly out of order. It's a sitcom where every single episode throws the entire status quo out the window, and then the the last episode of the first season throws the whole season status quo out the yeah. window, and then the next season has to keep doing that. And they've kept doing that. Hmm. It is re- there's that's a, what la- that's what Last Man on Earth did too, which I it's like that, lot, yeah. but which I even can't more. believe how far that, how that's fallen in my eyes. I'm, I, I'm just fell behind on it. I just fell behind. It had a great, it had, a, it had two great episodes in the fourth season, but like I just want this mm-hmm. show, which I called the best new show several years ago. I yeah. just want to end. <laughs> I just want Last Man on Earth to end. Aww. It's betrayed its premise. It's one of those for shows so where it's like I'll so have far. a I'll have a good day binge watching this, mm-hmm. but I'll probably forget about mm-hmm. it afterwards. I can't binge it. I've tried. Uh, like I, every time I fall behind, on it, it takes me forever <laughs> to catch up. Uh, but who wants to talk about the? Should I talk about mine? Yeah, you want to talk about sure. Mine? Yeah. yeah. Um, one show I really wanted to champion, and I did so. Br- I mentioned it briefly on bonus time. It's only because I've never heard anybody mention it. Mm-hmm. The show Search Party, mm-hmm. sorry, Ali Sawcat and uh, what's what's his name? He's John in, Early. John Early. I've heard very good things about it. It's TBS, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very fun. Oh, sorry, TBS. And if I'm not it. mistaken, like I don't, I don't know how cable or on demand works. I have Sling, mm-hmm. and we, my girlfriend and I were watching the episodes, and she's like, "Oh, now we're ahead of TV." I'm like, "What?" So you mm-hmm. might, if you don't have on demand, you have not seen what I've seen of this show. Really? Yes. Weird. Steven Universe does that on occasion where like shit goes to the app or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they have like a Netflix style release. But no, also- that they hide it behind their app or... <laughs> they want you to sign up for their dumb app. So they use their new episodes as like a ransom to like mm. sign up for their app. A lot of places and- are do- Disney XD also does that a lot now so too. I, mm-hmm. I, I think they dumped it all on demand, which every single on demand platform, including my parents that have the best Comcast cable I'm aware of, it's the worst interface I've Dude, seen in my entire life. it's still the same life. as in when I was 14 it's watching awful. the Anime Network. It's so hard to get to anything, and it's not too dissimilar in Sling. It, none of it looks like Hulu. It's just weird to think, like, the season finale that's not going to air in six weeks is buried inside this app like huh. that you can't see weird. at all. But it is. I saw the new season of Steven Universe six months ahead of time because I think it accidentally launched well, on demand. It, it wasn't accidental. They just wanted kids to sign up on January 2nd But they for gave the it to Sling. And- yeah, well, and I didn't have to. They had to have an art. There was an argument with cable companies that they're like, "We want this now too," and but then they wouldn't. It was an ugly scene with so, Steven Universe, which party. is all. Uh, well, anyway, okay, KO. Half the first season was on. Yeah, the they, they yep, came launched out. it yep, early, yep. but Search Party is the show I hear nobody talking about. It's in comedy nerds are talking about it. Okay, right now. good. It, it, took, it took till the second season though. It's a beautiful show. It's it is hipster Seinfeld on the surface. Hmm. A bunch of super unlikable people. My age or a little younger living in New York City. It's beautifully shot um, and as a fucking fantastic guest stars. The premise of the first season is Ali Sawcat, maybe from Arrested Mm -hmm. Development, 
a uh, little her? bored in her life. <laughs> not, oh, wait, not, not her. It's not Anne. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, it, that she's a little bored with her life and finds out a friend she barely knew in college is missing and becomes obsessed with the idea of finding her. Mm. And that's what the whole season's about and her getting involved in the wrong people. It's a comedy show where comedic people get to be really funny, but it's shot and paced very, very seriously with very, very serious situations that are mm-hmm. very tense and unnerving that happen at the same time. And I'm talking mostly like sex and murder. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, like it, not, yeah, not, not, oh, I'm just lying about having a girlfriend. It's way more dire than that <laughs> with the most ridiculous people imaginable floating around the surface. Hmm. It has the funniest Al My Balls take I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life while being discussed while trying to do a cover-up of a murder. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's and generally. Damn. Uh, it, I, I enjoy this show so much and it, it may not. It's it slowly become. It's just one of those things. I I I discovered it last Christmas because it was all available on demand, and then I, it's all available on demand again this this Christmas. But I, there's no slow rollout. I don't hear anybody talking about it week by week. But it's got great cliffhangers. It's a mystery. It's very tense. But I, it, this is. I think. I don't want to say that because I sound like a fucking cheesy critic. But like, it's the future of. Television? of television? Wow. A little, a little bit. I don't think it's enough to be Broad City and be this loony... Mm-hmm. T- like, because I love Broad City the first two seasons forever, mm-hmm. but it stopped being appointment viewing when it's just like, these are Bugs Bunny cartoons. Yeah, I think and this fourth season was a little stronger this this year. The show's like, never been bad, ever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, what's, what's rooting me here every week? There's not a mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the cops at their door? I don't know. Like, like There's that some relationship, happen, but, but stuff starting in Broad City that search they've party, been exploring really well. Search Party has married like outright cartoonish comic behavior with a very very serious story uh, in a way I haven't seen a show do that well, and it's just it's just gorgeous. Like if I if I could make something like something I love on television, I would make something like Search Party. I am super envious of that That's show. the best compliment you can ever give something. I think it's so. like, I, I wish I made this. Yeah, I wish I wish I had the idea to make something like this because it might it might never find viewers, but like we'll talk about this ten years from now as a show this show that did this well first. But I check it out now. Be on the mm-hmm. tip, yo. Uh, did that sound young? Yeah, <laughs> did, did that work? You're, you're such a millennial. All right, listen up, fellow children, because <laughs> because th- this I think was a huge hit with the the young folks, and it's the f- one of the only seasons I watched twice. Uh, American Vandal. Oh, mm. Fuck yeah! If you haven't seen American Vandal, I am that person obsessed with who binged all like was devoured cereal week by week. S Town is way better, by hmm. the way. Disagree. Tedious and brief. Um, but it, uh, the second season of Serial is a little weird. But the first season of Serial, a murder mystery, that. and uh, what do you call Making a Murderer on Netflix, which I encourage you not to watch. Yeah, fuck that show. Uh, yes. Watch the one about nuns. Yes, cops are bad. But this guy is yes. even worse, and they make him look innocent. That and one about, what, I forget what, what it was called, but the one about the... The one about nuns the, the from this nun. year. That's also a fucking phenomenal the show. The Keepers. The Keepers, Really yes. good. Oh, everyone watch that. What are you talking it, about? It, Dude, it's, a new, it's the new Making a Murderer, but it's about nuns in a convent. What, really? Yeah, yeah. it's on Netflix. And it's the hottest thing I've ever heard. It's, it's <laughs> got a lot of fucked God. up stuff in it, and it has like that serial thing where it's like... And it's morbid because this is a real-life thing, so it's like, oh, you had another crazy development in this case like eight times <laughs> because it's, like every episode ends with like, and then they ref- they found out this, and mm-hmm. watch the next episode. And I was just so and that's on. that's a lot like American Vandal, yeah. But it's completely fictional, yeah. And scripted, done, acted by the most talent. I think all you'll see the future 
young star the future stars of comedy are all buried in American this Vandal. is the new super bad it's gonna be the yeah. new like it, these are these kids were like 17 and yeah, like they're, 10 they're years later they're huge crazy young and it's a fake show about how do I describe it the hashtag was who drew the dicks because <laughs> it had a, a neat little marketing I didn't campaign do the dicks a student is 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 expelled from school with potential jail time on the line for drawing 28 dicks on the cars <laughs> of all the teachers in school but evidence security camera footage so this so the 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 fiction is that this the AV club kid gets fascinated by this and starts shooting a documentary about it because there's not enough evidence to prove this actually happened it's just such a wonderful it's not it's a so fucking funny and well acted and taken incredibly seriously mm-hmm. and it, it show like if i told you i i feel like if you just watched it i'd have to tell you it was scripted because it's very believable mm-hmm. uh has everyone here seen walk hard yeah yeah, yeah. So, fucking love walk so hard. walk yeah so like walk hard at a certain point it stays being funny but you start realizing like oh this is like a real movie mm-hmm. like i'm actually investing <laughs> these characters that show is exactly the it's, same it's done so well that you're actually like you're watching it like not like a silly parody or whatever it's just a tv show it just happens to be funny and i think and i think what's funny about it is that we have not seen it's treated with the kid filming it is narrating it as well and he's like a 17 year old av he's in the he's in the dock he's treating with the utmost seriousness but it's not a very serious situation and this is what this is what the future of documentaries will look like because testimonies from people on camera end up being betrayed by things that are on Instagram and YouTube and any fame seeking social media device is a new breaking lead and the fact that like we're always recording ourselves so there's one part where they're like recreating the you know one of the quote-unquote crime scenes because like four people were recording it and they're like okay from this video we can see this corner of the room from this video we can see it's like serial where they tried to retrace like if this person is killed here they have to get here in this time like how fast can you draw 28 dicks (laughs) pretty fast but i couldn't do it and make the head as bulbous as (laughs) and go take out the security cameras which he's so dumb that they're like you can't possibly have done these things the kid dylan is the best comic persona on television of the year he is he is i don't know how he plays anybody but a big dumb asshole but he is the mm. best big dumb asshole. There's a couple parts where it flies a little too close to the sun where you're like, not only would a teenager not be able to make a documentary like this, but there are certain parts where you're like, why is this in the thing? Mm-hmm. And they do kind of, they cover it well with the kid being like, I am a serious documentarian. Everything that we learn has to be in here. Yeah, I have to film everything. I <laughs> yeah. have to get everybody. He's very serious about it. I'm like, that's a TV show, not a documentary. And, and, and like, mm. not unlike Serial, like the 10th episode, like, Okay, so evidently this has become a viral hit. And <laughs> oh, yeah. The show has to start treating itself like this. Oh, like, like, oh, I like that. This, this AV club project that I didn't think anybody would see is now this huge hit on the internet. Yeah, it's, and they it's, get, like they're not allowed to shoot in the school anymore, and they have to have, like a petition and people like riot. <laughs> it's always hysterical, and it it feels so real. It like it is the is most it just a one season thing. Or is there it... is they, a second season. They've renewed it. It's right. not happened yet. They renewed it, but like we don't know what it is. We don't know if it's a new kid. We don't know because there something happens at the end of the season that we could follow this kid into new things. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think they want to keep it as teenagers. I bet. But um, it's it's so funny. But it's it's funny because no one's telling jokes. Yeah, it's all so real, and it's just funny. It's just funny that these that it's funny in a way that like yeah, people you know are funny in that way, and you talk about them behind their back and make. It's fun funny of in a way like this kid who's suspended for drawing dicks. Like most of the evidence against him is that he's trying 
always to make terrible YouTube content <laughs> all the time. And like, hey, make and, shitty uh, like prank videos. Yeah, we're the shitty boys. What up? <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and like. Yeah, of course you drew the dicks, asshole. Who the fuck else draws dicks everywhere? And he's it's they do such a good balance of like he's a fucking asshole, but everyone's like he's not a bad guy. He's just an idiot. Like because he's not he. You think he's gonna be a bully, but they're like no, he's just dumb. Like I like him. I just don't. I don't ever want to talk a to dumb, him. Thoughtless asshole. Like any mm-hmm. like I was as a yeah. like angry goes Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Lady Bird. I, Lady Bird is what Lady I Bird. Uh, but my absolute favorite show, and I, I didn't think I could ex- feel like this about a show, and I think it's not a cool time to be a Rick and Morty fan because uh-huh. I, I just, we were talking about that. I didn't realize Rick and Morty was so popular. I thought it was just a thing, like the Laser you know, Time guys, like yeah. we have a creator in the yeah. studio. I like, have to tell you guys as a. Uh, as a dick who loves to be the first person to discover things and say, like, I knew this before you, it, yeah, I prize that so much. It was disappointing for me to see Rick and Morty go megaton, like that everybody You're right, knew it. Yes. Like, I didn't like that. That's my that's my deal. It's, it's not the show's deal. It's my deal. And to like, watch I, fandom, like, reflect... Is this reflecting poorly on me when yeah. a bunch of guys are filming themselves being assholes to McDonald's employees? Yeah. Is over this what it always on? was? If I like this guy for liking this show, like, but but like because like Adult Swim reruns the shit out of it, and I do turn that on every Sunday night. And like, mm-hmm. and I've never seen this before. This is new to me. Have, do you ever like walk ass backwards hmm. into a Facebook live stream of every Rick and Morty ever? <laughs> like it'll oh. just a pop up in your feed because someone <laughs> shares or on it on YouTube. I watch those. Yeah, it happens all the time. We shouldn't, but I do. Somehow they can legally do that on YouTube. Oh no, it's not like, legal. YouTube just doesn't give a shit. It, 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 I think it takes them twenty four hours to find out it's happening, and by that time they've run the entire series three times, <laughs> and they've gone onto another. <laughs> yeah, and they've another developed account. another channel. I've watched so many hours of King of the Hill that way. But <laughs> we, do, Henry and I, Me do a show about <laughs> the Simpsons, and mm-hmm. the way I feel rewarded for rewatching Rick and Morty is the same way I don't know a show that's made me feel that comfortable Re- mm. like rewatching this this is funny again I'm mm. noticing new shit um, uh, yeah it's every episode is so dense and season three mm-hmm. is even denser and you can tell they worked two fucking years on it mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm not very half. smart but mm. Dan Harmon is and oh. And, and he, they, I really feel like they found a way to condense what other shows would take three episodes to tell. They managed mm-hmm. to tell in single episodes with offhanded fourth wall breaking jokes like, oh, yeah, what do you want us to do? Sit here and go through redemption arc Morty. <laughs> yeah. and, like, and like you just explained explained a first act out so, of existence. <laughs> yeah. I, so we got into this in the Dan Harmon uh, and. The Dan Harmon, Justin Roiland episode that uh, Matthew uh, did, and that it was, I mean, Rick is Dan Harmon. Like, he absolutely is. Like, if Dan Harmon does that shit all the time, I would bet. I've done the, shit like Rick, well, where you feel like you're that much smarter and no one's on your level and well, you get yeah, frustrated. I think that's exactly how Dan Harmon feels, but especially that he goes like, oh, is this what the plot is? Yeah. There, I deconstructed your entire life story before <laughs> In you two did sentences. it. Like, exactly. Yeah. And that he's like a drunk fuck up that everybody, people has to cover for sometimes. Yeah. I don't really. Also, like. <laughs> did you take a swig I, of <laughs> Jack from a, from out out of a authentic glass. great Muppet yes. caper? Oh, McDonald's glass from 1978. But uh, in this season, though, had ups and downs for me. That's some of my favorites ever. Like the Rick Lantis mix-up. I love that episode. On bonus time, you can hear me. I paid $35 for the Warrior soundtrack. And I did I put on, I love me, like I just crank up Joe Walsh's in the city. 
Four days later. Four days later, it opens a Rick and Morty episode. I, yeah, I don't think season three was as good as season two, but both season two and three had my favorite TV episode of the entire year. Huh. I mean, for season two, it was um, the the one with Mr. Poopy Butthole for the first time. <laughs> yes. Oh. This one, it was Pickle Rick, where I remember seeing the preview and being like, oh my God, these guys have gone too far. This is just, you made the stupidest Rick possible. Yes. And then the episode pays off with like, there's a reason. It's one of the best episodes. <laughs> most emotional ever. explanation. Uh, uh, yes. Explanation one of the weirdest. Ever, yeah. And it's nice to, to to deconstruct your favorite entertainment. And it's nice to see echoes of the creator's personality and stuff. And Dan Harmon has a weekly podcast. And sometimes mm. that podcast hmm. shit done on it goes to TMZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and we, but so you know where Dan Harmon is, and is his life. Too. And this is a very, there's a lot of therapeutic overtones. Yes. For a man recently divorced mm-hmm. and who's going through therapy, and I liked some of that. I hated other parts of it, but the Pickle Rick episode has one of the greatest guest stars of all time. To have Susan Sarandon talk about eating poop <laughs> is is one thing. Very but, seriously, but like uh, I absolutely loved her therapist session. Rick turns himself Pickle Rick. I'm like, are they? Was this like a challenge? Okay, so I love this scene too because Rick. The bad Rick and Morty fans to me are the people who aggrandize Rick as an aspirational figure. Mm-hmm. To them, Rick is always right. He's always smarter than everybody, and he always wins because he's so smart and doesn't care about. He's things. miserable because everybody else is stupid. Yeah, you don't have to be like that, that. stuff's But that is a bullshit cover for being an asshole. And also, Rick is a fictional character. You're not a yeah. Uh, you you can't jump there, dimensions. You have one dimension. Me. Fuck with. But <laughs> however, t-shirt. The, the the show rarely calls Rick on it outright, but this therapist does perfectly. Yeah, and I I. Love this scene. It's also delivered by an Oscar winner and one of the, mm-hmm. the greatest human beings of all time. Overrated. <laughs> I'm not a cow. I'm a pickle when I feel like it. So you asked. Rick, the only connection between your unquestionable intelligence and the sickness destroying your family is that everyone in your family, you included, use intelligence to justify sickness. You seem to alternate between viewing your own mind as an unstoppable force and as an inescapable curse. And I think it's because the only truly unapproachable concept for you is that it's your mind within your control. You chose to come here. You chose to talk to belittle my vocation, just as you chose to become a pickle. You are the master of your universe, and yet you are dripping with rat blood and feces, your enormous (laughs) mind literally vegetating by your own hand. I have no doubt that you would be bored senseless by therapy, the same way I'm bored when I brush my teeth and wipe my ass. Because the thing about repairing, maintaining, and cleaning is, it's not an adventure. There's no way to do it so wrong you might die. It's just work. And the bottom line is, some people are okay going to work, and some people, well, some people would rather die. Each of us gets to choose. That's our time. I'm going to give you guys my card and hope to hear from you again. And if you have any friends or family that eat poop and would like to stop, give them my number. (laughs) (laughs) And that scene is directly followed by a a heartbreaking scene of uh, Rick and Beth deciding to ignore all that and talking themselves out of it. The children want to embrace this. They're like, so we're going back, right? They want to go celebrate and leave the kids out of it. (laughs) They need to drink. It's It's Rick and Morty. It's not only a great show if you're a fan of sci-fi. It 
it's it's a it's this this season in particular is a really good look at destructive behavior mm-hmm. and which i'm guilty of a lot and like I, I am and like in even that speech of like when i get frustrated with work it's because it's work it's not because it's hard or undoable it's just this mind-numbing routine that's mildly mm-hmm. poor. it's what i'd like to think that's what most people get frustrated by uh but but I just loved her explanation of all of that. Not everything is exciting. Some some stuff's just maintenance. Well, I also I love Vindicators Three because it it <laughs> it so is about the kid, the relationship of Rick and Morty more so I think than any episode in this other any other episode because it's and Rick, a wonderful slam on Marvel movies. Mor- yeah. Morty is pissed that he didn't get invited to the Avengers Two, and he finds out they weren't invited, and it's because they don't like Rick, hmm. and it's because Rick is an asshole to them the entire time, completely deconstructing <laughs> everything about them and being right. But Morty's big point to him is just like, yeah, you're right about everything. You're also an asshole. Like it doesn't cancel that out, and and I don't think Rick realizes that. But then you also just have the hilarious characters of like. A million ants who's just a pile of ants. I also wonder if that's a little bit Dan Harmon being like, it's hard to work in Hollywood when you hate everything Hollywood makes, mm-hmm. but that's my job to he make things that Hollywood makes. He expressed it lightly makes. in Community how his distaste gold. for Marvel movies yeah. growing those up as a Marvel fan. Those flavorless Marvel movies. understand. Those ugly-ass Marvel movies. I think it was mean to make Joel McHale say that because like now he won't be cast in a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah and Dan Harmon gets the right one. No yeah. fair. <laughs> no fair at all. Is Dan Harmon writing? Oh, he, wrote, he worked I, on he, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think uncredited wrote Doctor yeah. Strange. He said, uh, he, uh, but listening- Doctor Strange's ending is very Rick and Morty. I was listening to a rant by him recently where he was talking about someone was complaining about his tweets and he was like he was like the tweets you wrote about that have more writing in them than I wrote for Doctor Strange. Like you're, you're putting more work into hating me than I am into my career that you hate. Fantastic, but those are those are my top three. Hey, uh, maybe we'll take one more break and get to David. Stream. What the f***? No, I want to be alive. I am alive. Alive, I tell you, mother, I love you. I want to hold you. I want to run in the stream. I want to be alive. I am alive. Alive, I tell you, mother. By passing over, I hold you. I want to run in the stream. This episode is also brought to you by Audible, the internet's leading resource for audiobooks, radio dramas, all that good stuff. And I thought, you know, if you're into TV, there's a lot of great books on Audible. Obviously, they have all of your bestsellers and new releases there as well. So if you're looking to enjoy a new book while you drive, Audible might be the service for you because it works with pretty much any iPhone, Android, smartphone, laptop, Kindle, anything you can plug earbuds to. If you dig podcasts, you probably like what Audible has to offer. The recommendation I'm going to make is television is the new television. I don't know anything about it, but it's written by Michael Wolff, who also wrote that new Trump book, Fire and the Fury, that everybody's talking about in the news. And that's also on Audible. You can read the scathing new Trump <laughs> Trump indictment or whatever you want to call it for free just by going to audibletrial.com slash laser time. Once again, audibletrial.com slash laser time. Get a free audiobook and a free 30 days of the Audible service. Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more 30, 20, and 10 years ago this very week with our show 302010. Here's a clip from 1987. 
Obscure, dumb, forgotten Christmas specials. Yes, so I saved this for last because, Chris, I want you to say, do you know about Santa Bear's High Flying Adventure? No. Okay. No. Oh, man. Uh, aired on CBS, it's a sequel to Santa Bear's First Christmas uh, and the Dayton Hudson Corporation, which... Uh, I love it when a corporation brings me something. I'm going to assume they are a maker of fine epoxies. <laughs> just, just something really boring. And, and the, I'm sure the special has a lot of great things about how glue is a great Christmas gift. Uh, it features the voices of Kelly McGillis, because it's 1987, right. uh, Bobby McFerrin, oh boy. John Malkovich as Santa Claus. What? He's all over the place. Oh my God. And Dennis Hopper. No. I need to deliver toys. Dude, you're not far <laughs> off. We're going to play a clip from it in just a second. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The boys are back in town, kind of, but we're still ready to start 2018. Uh, our schedules have been a little wackadoo, but we're, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff for you going on at lasertimepodcast.com this week. Hey, uh, Video Game Apocalypse is all new, and we're talking about our most anticipated games of the year. You should totally check out that episode because we know many of you enjoyed our Game of the Year Video Game Apocalypse episode, so this is kind of a good companion piece to that. We're still uh, we're still trying to get stuff together, but we should be firing all cylinders around next week. We won't have any streams up, I believe, but we still have uh, Matt and I's thorough expose on the Xbox One's Disneyland Adventures. That's right. Two Disney nerds taking on the most authentic digital recreation of Disneyland in the universe. Uh, come check that out on YouTube dot com slash laser time as well as a bunch of other videos oh and talking simpsons in 30 2010 will be out on schedule every single day brand new episodes of those shows super exciting uh times for both of those right now because one talking simpsons is entering into season season seven and 30 2010 has the most ridiculous releases to talk about 30 20 and 10 years ago in 1988 1998 and 2008 it has been really really fun but lastly we have a super special episode of bonus time that you have to listen to that's our exclusive show for patrons on patreon.com slash laser time seriously it's kind of an important one and we can't thank our patrons enough it's what, help, it's what helps keeps us alive it's where we get uh, it's where, and it's also where you can get weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries featuring your pals at Laser Time, exclusive video commentaries, and more. Just five bucks or whatever you can spare helps the show survive in a world where that's getting increasingly harder. So we can't encourage you enough to help us out if you want to keep the show going. Low cost of five bucks. Hit up Patreon.com/LaserTime. We we thank you for it for real. All right. Anyway, now back to the show. Mayday, 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 we need your help. We need my help. There was a guy named Jonah, not too different from you or me. He worked at Gizmonic Institute, just another mug in the yellow jumpsuit. Hello? Hello? What the heck? A distress call came in for him at half past noon. That's when an evil woman trapped him on the dark side of the moon. Because I'm bad at intros, <laughs> we get two MST songs. Wait, yes. We get uh, a Harmar Superstar's amazing new rendition of MST, and also mm-hmm. the fucking monster rap, which yeah. was Reptilicus. I remember watching it, and unsure that my f- kind of it's in my top 
three favorite shows of all time, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Whether this was going to work, again, not drunk, tongue-hitting a retainer. Uh, whether this was going to work again, and I did, it didn't hit me until the monster rap. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, Mystery Science Theater is one of my three picks, a top five. But I think a top three TV I, shows I had to make year, sure it was it, mentioned. It absolutely I, is for me and mm-hmm. you at the very least. I <sighs> I didn't want to believe they could do or I was scared. Me I too. was scared of like, nah, they can't do it. They can't. You can't recapture that magic. And that specific magic of the people in Minnesota, you can't. Like, that That can't be done. Well, but, but the, the nature of the production... If you, I love listening to Joel interviews because he's very Buddha-like when he talks mm-hmm. about this shit and about how trying to recreate the environment in LA mm-hmm. with a great company like Shout Factory that allowed yeah. MST3K to be what it is. And I think to that extent, it works. Un- unbelievably, it has now been two years since the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And the season came out this year, early this year. I got my final once. reward yeah, like a month ago. <laughs> but the, but that having no... It was just an amazing feeling to be like, I've had no actual new Mystery Science Theater in almost it was, a, a 17 years. It and was, here's 14 at once. It was hard, It was so hard to deal with it like that because I think I know Bob and I talked about that but I've seen every episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 so many times Mm. I put them on for comfort and work and don't pay attention it was hard to retrain myself like you haven't watched this yet Mm. you need to watch this (laughs) don't look away don't look at your phone you can't watch this episode while working you don't know it (laughs) there hasn't been an episode in uh, 20 years (laughs) Yeah, and, and, and their picks were great this season like it was they had to do a lot of work to introduce the new people. Like Jonah Ray is really good as the human. He, I think he does an excellent job. He's and and he is a mega fan. Like he, he well, is a mystery. So he is a mega fan, which I I've I am a huge Jonah Ray fan. Like he mm. is he is the perfect pick and this is why so it's first of all he's a mega fan he named both of his albums after quotes of mystery science theater he had a giant uh when he worked at the soup he had a giant tom servo made out of post-it notes that he had to specifically order black post-it notes so you can't get anywhere else to make the tom servo when they when he did an episode with joel he just fanboyed all over and he was like i he was like i'm a professional podcaster i don't let myself do this i have to tell you how much i love you but also so to say the uh the minnesotaness that's mm. the thing that makes Mr. Science Theater special is that it's not made in L.A. went back in the day. But mm. Jonah Ray, he's from Hawaii. Yeah. He's yeah. also from a weird other place that we don't get a perspective he's from. He's not a very comedy. Hollywood guy. Mm. Well, and then the other, like, Baron Vaughn is Tom Servo. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Hampton yeah. Hampton yeah. And I love Hampton, Hampton Yount as, as Crow. I feel, I feel like it took him a couple episodes to get, like, this mm. is really good. But, yes. it, but I, I Cry Wilderness. By the time I saw Cry Wilderness, like... This is way too... My biggest complaints about the show is like, mm-hmm. this is too funny. There's too many riffs. I I, I haven't actually had to sit and watch and pay attention this much. Because uh, yeah. there were a long silences in the uh, older show. Even in, oh, my God. Yes. So that's... The early ones? That is a big uh, difference that I had to get used to, which is even on the most slickly produced of the original series, like on Sci-Fi Channel... Mm-hmm. You could tell when they went back for ADR lines, but mostly each segment was a one take. Yeah. You had the feel of like, this was one take. If they flub oh, something, the they might shit. even keep it in. Uh. But in this, they're like, oh, we have five seconds of silence here. What's another joke? Like, you could absolutely feel yeah. that. Sometimes that felt a little sweaty. Oh, no. Other times it was Sometimes. real funny. I was talking about like, 
it's very clear at certain points. We have Patton Oswalt and Felicia Day in the same room for a limited amount of time. Oh, yes. They will not be doing retakes of mm. long scenes. So bubbles, bubbles will come up yep. in the middle. That's not that. It's not that big a deal. No. Uh, because and it works with the. They explain it in universe, and it dude, makes it, sense. It's it's very. I, the only thing I hate about it is that we all kickstarted this, and I know there's a Netflix deal in place. But you, me, maybe hey, I gave money. We I gave them six million dollars, and like <laughs> this can't air anywhere but Netflix because mm. you make so many references to the channel you're on, even though they have commercial like. They structure it like there's still commercial, commercial breaks, breaks in between. Mm-hmm. Pat, no, you're watching Moon 13, the moon. This is Reptilicus. <laughs> I love that pacing. I love that. I, it needs it. That's why it I've, I've never it. been it a huge can't be 90 minutes fan. long like it was, that. Listen to those, those Joel breaks. interviews like, yeah, you know, 90 minutes is a long time. And we had those breaks mandated by commercials. But we mm. wanted to make sure people could break. Now that we've yeah. said the whole cast. Which is anti-Netflix, <laughs> like, altogether. The, so the cast, it's they put together, like, the best cast possible, mm-hmm. but they also got... I cannot imagine once they said Elliot, uh, Elliot Kalen is the head writer I was like yes, I literally cannot yeah. imagine another modern comedian head writing the show he is the exact person you get with the jokes he tells here's something magical I loved about the show too that it was I was very used to MST3K being written by people 20 years older than me mm. not my age to watch this MST3K oh. and see references to MMOs mm. to to <laughs> Ghostbusters it's to like all I'm these wearing nothing at all like it's yes. just a guy skiing he made a <laughs> Simpsons reference and you know they all those guys hated the Simpsons Frank and Ghostbusters Frank Conniff would not write that joke yes. he'd write his own joke which would be hilarious too but he wouldn't write that one which made it feel more special in that way and mm. and I really did like some of the grabs they got for movies in this like there, the Cry movies have been, was the, greatest. the best yeah. the movies were, were the best part about it mm. like and I, I love they kept them secret because like odds are we could afford to like buy the rights and stream half the shit <laughs> yeah. if you pre-watched it unriffed yeah. it's not a special like a the, kick-ass Robert Roger Corman uh, avalanche a, like yeah disaster avalanche movie uh, David Hasselhoff Star Wars ripoff <laughs> a Korean Godzilla movie a uh, youngery yeah. a Mexican Godzilla movie holy shit oh my shit. god that the uh, the uh, beast one beast of yucca no not beast of yucca no, not the, the, the cowboy one that at the end a cowboy Boy is fighting a dinosaur. I just love that, and and Crow even says like, I imagined a hairier beast from the title. And I they didn't. hit every like t- kind of movie that MST3K would riff. Is there? Oh, actually, I forget. Is there a teens? Is there a teens? No. 50? Okay, that's the only one they missed. But I think that th- those are the ones they ended up enjoying because they felt pigeonholed, like having to do sci-fi. But the reality was, it's what we can get the rights to, mm-hmm. and the idea that like they have, they can be a little more choosy. And so, so visually and, and, and the movies have never been more interesting and they're in widescreen and yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy widescreen and HD and they've got like, they even had a Christmas one, which was great. I was like, I love MST3K Christmases. You made a Christmas one, which yeah. I need to rewatch that now. Yeah. And also a the sequel. Yeah. And they had a sequel, which was not a sequel. They're, they're two different movies, but I did love that. And the, also that they did, fuck, I lost it. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that they had a continuity between them too. I, I, and the invention exchanges came back and works. Yep. Like with Joel back in charge, you needed invention. And he's, I love listening to interviews with him. Like, what is Gypsy doing in the theater? Um, she's dropping the payload. <laughs> oh, like I don't know why I don't have any further questions because that makes no sense. But you're Joel. Like, and what's up with the? 
Well, Jonah just struck me as a guy who would, you know, he works with a laser wood cutting thing. Like, whoa, that explains why. I love that through line that he. Yep. So many of his props are like, you know, he made them himself. Uh, we are. There's. So, yeah. I know there's people listening that we're making no sense <laughs> to them at all. This is so bad. Well, Watch it. It's good. It's free. Also, the and talking cry, wil- cry wilderness is yeah. something I've watched for some reason four times. And also the. Talking ape film, um, it, was it Carnival Magic? I think it's called. <laughs> what did Bob say about that? Like that shouldn't even be a movie. It's <laughs> not a movie. They fil- Carnival Magic that my, which also has Mark Hamill as a guest star in it. It has oh, my yeah. favorite. It has my favorite host segment. That's not a song of the whole season of just him, uh, Crow playing the ape of just like. My ankle sore. It might <laughs> rain today. And the Listen. crazy Joel McHale's a guest star. Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris does a song with Felicia Day for the first time yep. since. Quite Dr. fan servicey there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it, we get Elliot Kalen doing one with Joel, which is a very fun little nod to like almost passing the torch to like the the guy who's now the head writer. Oh, and because yeah. Joel doesn't speak that entire. Sequence. Yeah, he doesn't talk in it. It's just, just Elliot Kalen like dressed yeah. like a weird, sexy bald man. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, with a high belt. Uh, it, it, it's the most. I think it's the most successful pop culture resurrection I've ever seen. What? Yeah, it might be. It and might I, be. I'm I'm the one who should be most critical of it. And I can't wait for season twelve. Yeah. Like. When you see, they get better every season of the old MST3K. Like, this was them learning to know each other. Boy. Season 12 will be them really, like, and I, having our chemistry. I have to, to mention that, and I'm only mentioning it because I hope you get something like this. You gravitate towards this one thing, and none of your friends are really, not even your friends are really into it. <laughs> uh, and, and I was lucky enough to come out to San Francisco and meet people like Henry and Bob, who were obsessed with this on the level that I was. I didn't, Henry, I didn't have friends like that. Uh-huh. And then... For the first time ever, there's a touring MST3K show. And when that music kicked in, mm-hmm. and 2,000 people at the top of their lungs are screaming this theme song in the first venue they've been allowed to do it in, I'll yeah. say ever, other than wow. those two trade shows. Which none of us went to when like, we were like 10. I was, I was almost in <laughs> tears. Like, I, I didn't know this many people liked the fucking show. It was and a that's, that's part feeling. of the story of the Minnesotan people of like, they didn't know it either. They didn't work in LA. They didn't go to Comic-Cons. They had no idea people liked the show. Hmm. They were paid their money and, and went to... A, and went home to a suburb. People had a call and yell at Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't know how much people liked the show or how much. I don't know. I, it was so rewarding. I also love seeing two Doug McClure movies and realizing, <laughs> like, you are Troy McClure. We, we, You're we, exactly. When Troy we were McClure. doing Talking Simpsons, we had to talk about the debut of Troy McClure. It was hard. Like, there's no famous Doug McClure movie. No, nope. there's no fan of his who mm-hmm. uploaded his clips to YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's a small character actor with bit parts. It was the most I got to. Wow, Phil Hartman. Did a really good job <laughs> yes. sending up Doug McClure. Yes. Uh, but okay, my oh, other two. Um, oh. uh, so I love pro wrestling guys. Mm-hmm. And it actually, one of my favorite things in pro wrestling this year was Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. just to briefly say that. He had the best year of wrestling I've seen almost any wrestler have. Okay, so and I'm going to fly to Japan to see where him wrestle. Well, who is he involved? Is he still he's on the, the indie top circuit? guy? He's the top guy of New Japan Pro Wrestling. How long has that top, been the case? Uh, only the last eighteen uh, months. So I'm not crazy. I saw a Bullet Club thing with top. him in it. He's not yeah. originally part of the Bullet Club. No, he became the leader of the Bullet Club okay. early 2016. Okay, early January 4th, 2017. He had one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen, and he had three more that were even better than it this year. So that year. means you've been you've been into Kenny Omega. For a really long time yes, then. You interviewed this him was his arrival. Radar. I interviewed him in 2015 mm. when he was just uh, a, a, a high-level junior heavyweight. But anyway, 
his arrival to the top of the scene this year has been amazing. He has had so many great matches. I got to see him live two nights in a row in Long Beach, California, which was great. The LBC. And he was at the G1 tournament doing awesome. He's about to have a match with Chris Jericho. Yeah. It's one of the most exciting matches I never thought I'd see. And I'm going to see it at the Tokyo Dome in Japan with 30,000 other people. It's going to be great. Still time, Dave. Yes. <laughs> There's still time. But wrestling, I love it. Explaining it to someone without just making them watch regular wrestling with you, not easy. Glow explains oh, it. Yes. Oh, we're so talking about a TV well. show. I did not know where you were Thank going. God. I and I thought when they announced Glow that it's a fictional TV show. I'm like, oh no, you're doing exactly what they did with uh, Fast Food Nation, where it's like this is a perfect. Oh. They already have a documentary of it on Netflix, and it's mm. great. W- like, why are you not just telling the story of Glow? Why are you telling this fictional story? And then I watched Glow, and I was like, this is amazing. Well, mm-hmm. and you also yes. realize, because you know Glow, yeah. this is not a long story. Mm-hmm. No, no. It, yeah. it, 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 does, it doesn't have four seasons yeah. under its yeah. But this, the setup of it is is great. It is a very female-focused show. Two women showrunners, mainly women staff of writers, and all these amazing women in front of the camera, led by Alison Brie as technically the bad guy of the show. You think she's yeah. the good guy, but she the, is the not. The lead good girl has to find her place yeah. as the bad and, like, guy. Yeah, the very last like line in the entire like season is like, yeah, you're I still fucking hate you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, and, and so the the first episode is a great journey. What I also love is like it's fucking thirty minutes. I don't have to watch an hour long yeah. dramedy. And but it ex- I have seen so many people say they watch Glow just because of the actors involved, but the characters in the show go through a lesson that the viewer will learn if you don't already love wrestling. What's awesome about yeah. wrestling? It yeah. is storytelling, soap opera. Larger than life theater. It's something Mark Maron has to learn from the uh, the the rich kid when he like mm-hmm. Mark Maron's character. Mark Maron rules in this too. He tried He's to do perfectly cast. He tried to do <laughs> high Mark level Maron. storytelling yeah. in it, mm-hmm. and then the 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 finance like like of B movie sci fi director. Yes, kind of. Mm-hmm in a bad position who has to work he's like a, a Roger show. Corman yeah he's, he's like a Roger, Roger Corman type and, and then he's told by his financier of like dude it's it's stereotypes and broad bullshit like you don't have to go this crazy with it it's you don't just need emotion. an alien subplot yes yeah. and and it was just fun as a wrestling fan too yeah. to see like they do all the moves they them learning the moves them learning how to act for a wrestling ring as opposed to act for television cameras yeah. I, I liked I don't know. It's only from knowing you guys that I started even watching this shit, but like the nature of regional television productions, Mm -hmm. the idea that you have to like, well, we're in LA, we have to get LA sponsors. So you have to go out to this fucking car lot. (laughs) And and like, that was a very real thing before WWE took over the whole business. Like there's so many breakout roles in this, in this show. There's Mm -hmm. a Machu Picchu. She was great. Brittany Young. And uh, Kia Stevens, who used to be Awesome Kong. She fucking rules. Yes. Like, Again, like, this is probably her first acting role, and she knocks it out of the park. Because she's the only wrestler. Yeah, I mean, there's, the a lot of, there's a lot of wrestler cameos, which are really cool, too. Yeah. Which, like, like Brittany Young, like, the Machu Picchu, when her family comes by, it's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that Awesome Kong was so wasted in wrestling. Like, she she's, was a large woman wrestler, so they gave her bad storylines about her being a fat monster. Here she got to be, she got to, her scene where she's asking Mark Maron about, uh, like, 
the stereotypical yeah. role she's playing and it being demeaning to to her race like yeah. she's like my son is in college like, <laughs> and then she has to play the character welfare queen but <laughs> but then she gets into it and yeah betty gilpin is debbie like she's yeah. awesome and the, 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 there's i love mr robot mm-hmm. and there's a silent character on that who is one of the better Oh, she has yeah. some real weird terrorist character. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but she's she's has no lines ever on Mister mm-hmm. Robot, but it appears oh, a her, bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's a primary character in this. Yeah. Well, Who Kate, is she? I you're talking about Lone Wolf for a second. Uh, uh, she's the she's <laughs> the, the Arab lady with the shawl oh, yeah, yeah. and like okay. who just never talks. I also love Kate Nash, mu- musician, yeah. singer, pro singer Kate Nash. She plays the the British professor, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, that she. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's. I love all the characters. I think too. That I, and if I, I look forward to season two, if I can go back to the Harmon tip, like I remember he talked about, like every once in a while I'll cave to the internet and Twitter and do a sexy Annie thing <laughs> with Allison Brie. <laughs> and this show was like first ten minutes, Allison Brie's tits. Yeah, never ask us again. I think that's, <laughs> like, I, that that definitely felt like the creators' of the show. Like, look, if you're watching this to see her tits, there you there, got them. Like, get out of done, here if that's what and you want. And she did it, and it's barely sexy. And the most nudity you see after this is Mark Maron's ass. And, <laughs> I see Kate Nash's boobs. You see that? That's true. And that it's about it's the show about creativity and making things with what you have available. Where mm-hmm. they they all work in an industry where they keep being told, look, because of the people who run this industry, we got nothing for you. So they have to go and make a whole new thing that doesn't exist, which is women's wrestling. Yeah, and even like the financier who I thought I'd hate that guy. Yeah. That guy's awesome. Being a great yeah. character. You come to love him. Like, He's adorable. Just like yeah, and his. His waspy mom demanded, like, she's so shitty. It's, God damn it. Was, yeah. That was excellent. Yeah, it's such a great it. show. And, I, I did watch that again because my girlfriend got really hmm. fucking into it. And if I have to say it because Brett's not here to say it, I have never heard Transformers, the movies, dare yeah. used in another film production. <laughs> and they do it during an amazing wrestling sequence like Brodus Clay. Yeah, their training <laughs> sequence with Brodus Clay and uh, Carlito. I also liked uh, the scene. Alex Riley yeah. having steel horse, or whatever. steel horse who just fucks Betty Gilpin, and then she, she her fun with that. She's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. That also like Joey Ryan has a great appearance in it yeah. too. Like this, that's maybe my favorite moment of the whole season is when. Betty Gilpin is in the is there with two other, other people. Uh, was that too loud? <laughs> it's when Betty Gilpin is watching the the indie show yeah. with her friends, and it hits her like. This is what wrestling is. Yeah. It's a soap opera. It's like, like the yes, dream that I have. Yes. Like anytime I like make, make someone who hasn't seen wrestling watch a wrestling thing with me. It's like mm-hmm. maybe this is them going to that indie show and being like, "Holy and shit, connecting. wrestling's cool." It, it yeah. is weird when we when I my girlfriend we yeah. took her to the indie show the uh, Hood Slam. Slam. Like it <laughs> it clicked with her in a way that yeah. didn't work on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like, oh shit, this is actually all happening in front of me. Yeah, and these people are getting hurt and sacrificing yeah. a lot. And acting to the fucking rafters. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, sorry, that is weird. Seeing yeah. something in per- seeing this in person sells it way more yeah. than any documentary or television show. <laughs> and uh, lastly, my third favorite thing of this year uh, for my list is Nathan for You, oh, the most mm-hmm. recent season. I watched all of it, devoured it, because first off, that it started with a great preview episode that yeah. was revisiting people they'd met in the first three seasons yes. and, and hiring a shitty and guy host, to host the show. The host is another person who's being revisited. And, does, <laughs> and who apparently doesn't believe <laughs> in the Holocaust. The, yeah. He's like, I know, why don't we go in the commercial? Like, And Nathan's like, okay. 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 But this whole season of Nathan for you is beautiful. He had the... Uh, 
one of my favorites was the computer repair store with asexual workers at it because it's like people are worried when they bring in their laptops that they're going to people that they'll see all your porn or your naked picture of yourself so we have asexual people work here who will feel nothing when they see your naked pictures and another was an entire episode called the anecdote where it starts with his most recent appearance on jimmy kimmel where he tells an interesting story and then it's him going backwards saying, I had to have a great anecdote for this thing. So I engineered the entire thing. <laughs> Wait, when he thing. gets pulled over? Yes. Yeah. That's part yes, of the- Oh, yes. my God. It was, he did it all to make it like, I can't actually lie, but I have yeah. to. And so he keeps finding people on Craigslist. I love every time he's like, so I look for people on Craigslist who would do a crazy thing. Find someone thing. with a cremated dad? Is, yes, I don't want to spoil yeah. anything. Well, it had, he had to get this guy's mother's ashes. His mother wasn't dead. He's like, well, I didn't say she was dead. So we got some hair clippings from her and fingernails and then cremated them. And it was his mother. Kimmel has been really good to Nathan. And I cannot believe he worked him. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. So I have not watched this season. I I somehow missed that episode. I I saw the Kimmel. I watched the clip. Yeah, Yeah. I know that interview. But I didn't think they could could do another season because... It's it's like jackass, and it's just like when you're doing public stuff like this, you you can only put it, put Nathan still over... isn't that famous. Yeah, he's though. not regular. He's still, it's, why, still... it's why the jackass movies went to other countries because yeah. they couldn't successfully man. do anything yeah. in America because they were instantly recognized. <laughs> so the this episode, this season has many great things, but the crowning achievement of it, and honestly, which should be the series finale because there's no bigger way to go, is the season finale. A two-hour-long special, where the guy who, if you remember, in a previous in the previous seasons, he had a a uh, he would hire celebrity impersonators to sell Hollywood merchandise shit to people. (laughs) There was a guy there who was a Bill Gates impersonator, barely looked like him. It turns out this guy isn't even a professional Bill Gates impersonator, just a failed actor in Hollywood. Answered an ad and lied, and so. This guy, then he Nathan talks about how he keeps showing up to the office all the time and won't go away. <laughs> but he has and money and brings gifts. He brings him gifts, but he also can't stop talking about the one woman that got away that he's been obsessed with for 50 years. And also he's from Arkansas, which is where I was hey. born, which is kind of, and so and they have to find so Nathan works oh. very hard to find her. And I won't spoil the rest of it, but they go to Arkansas to search her out. And he just has a name. They don't have a last name. They don't know what her current... Well, they don't have her married last name. They don't know what she looks like. They go to his old high school. They go to her old high school. But then as he digs more, he realizes like... You're not telling me the entire yeah. story here. Why it, did I fake a production of Mud 2 with Matthew <laughs> yes, McConaughey? Yes. <laughs> uh, just to film in there. Oh it's gosh. it's so beautiful how complicated Nathan makes things that don't have to be and, that and, way. Like, what was that, the gas refund? Uh, yes. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, to its credit, and it's not unlike wrestling, that like when that was over... Like the line between reality and fiction is really blurred for me right now mm-hmm. because I want to believe it's all real. Honestly, how I is know. that not real? How could he do that to a a real human? <laughs> and, and that guy who, wanted to who, who I also <laughs> fell in love with, <laughs> who who was somehow the most beautiful person to emerge on television. Nathan, uh, oh, that his woman. escort, you mean? Yes, yes his escort. Yeah. It's one of the rare shows where like you yeah. can go to someone and you can tell them the entire plot of one of the episodes. 
they will find that hilarious and then mm. watch the episode and still find so much more to enjoy, even though they know everything. You're also like happen. mortified watching it too for yeah. the people who have to deal with Nathan around it. It's uh, it's it's such Thank a he found somebody. Season. Like I remember yeah. selling it to people and being like, okay, so he goes to this electronic store and he convinces them to sell a TV for a dollar, so Best Buy or price match it. So he has to put a room but, with an alligator. But he has in to it. beat up an alligator to get it. <laughs> <laughs> like to just go from step to step to step to step. Oh, and also the big check the big tip one too where he hires a kramer impersonator who then has to teach him to be michael richards like no no no, you're not being kramer you're being michael richards and michael richards will go to this diner and give a big tip and then we'll get it and this restaurant will get on the news and then it'll get free advertising this show is so good yeah in general everything he does makes makes some kind of sense and and whenever i and i remember at this point i'm questioning the show like you're being really cruel to un- pop culture unsavvy local business owners mm-hmm. it's a and, tim and eric thing and then they want to be on tv though like they're like oh put not, me on a reality but the show. last episode is him making that realization like mm. am i a bad person yeah that's <laughs> true and so i it would this would make for a really fitting season finale but fuck me i hope this is not the end of Nathan for you. <laughs> he maybe went go, has gone too far now. I don't know. Uh, but I, think God, it's, yeah. I think it's the, it, this season was low key enough to where like it didn't make mainstream news. He can mm. do that yeah. again, like shitty Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or rescue pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I I was there yeah. in an office. We all bought. This is a real. Ah, I, just I had it. friends that went to dumb Starbucks. I'm like, you're not gonna fucking believe what I just did. <laughs> and the, also, the, the rescue pig thing. We watched that in an office. Like, wow, yeah. didn't know that a comedian faked that for uh, for one segment on a, <laughs> a, a Comedy Central show. I feel like half the people listening have never seen. Another great one was the uh, the cab driver terrorists against Uber that he was trying to put together <laughs> to destroy Uber. He ends up uh, driving towards Uber. Well, then Uber. the other guy, the the cab driver, realized like. Oh no! Uber is actually. I'm gonna close me my cab money. company and work for Uber. Yeah, and, and that I love at the end that he's like, no, my Uber cab ca- can do karaoke, but he can't do a licensed song, so he makes the ca- the kids sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" in the back of it. So, yes, Nathan for you, the greatest. I love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, sorry. Oh man, we got oh, so long, Davey. Yes. All right. Well, uh, moving from greatest to great, and this is like I, I put it in my my top three. Uh, realistically, it's probably like I don't know five or six, mm-hmm. but I want to like give shout outs to shows that are not you know that 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 are kind of underserved. This show is like it's it actually started this year, like it was a mid season replacement on NBC, and right now it it got a second season, but they're they're airing a double episode next week, and they're Ooh, airing throughout throughout the holidays. That's not a good sign. Not good. New episodes on the holidays, uh, but I really like it. It's great news. Tina Fey's uh, great news. Yes, like Tina Fey has had a great 2017 inter- when she hasn't been talking about sheet cake. <laughs> uh, I, like I really liked Kimmy Schmidt, uh, but I think I might like Great News more because it's just a Whoa. bit more reined in. Like Kimmy Schmidt can get a bit too outlandish. Sometimes. Kimmy Schmidt's got a lot of flaws. By that... season three of Kimmy Schmidt, it's crazier than season seven of Thirty Rock. Yeah. You're like you're insane. <laughs> and Great News is I also really like it because. The cast is really unsung. Like Horatio Sands is the most famous person in the cast. Or, or there's the, that one guy from all the um, the Paris Hilton partner, Nicole uh, Richie. Yeah, she's really good in this. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah kind of surprising. Wait. Nicole Richie's like she's been doing but work. What, since... John Michael Higgins. Yeah, yeah, the guy oh. from all the um, um, Christopher, Christopher Guest, Guest movies. movies. Oh, okay. Men talk the mind, taker. but it's ju- it's just got that that Tina Fey <laughs> sort of cadence that no other show has, and I loved on Thirty Rock. 
and I really like on Kimmy Schmidt, and I like it on this show. And huh. I, I've only watched like five episodes out of this, and I think they've they've done like twenty five so far. Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those shows where like I my girlfriend was just watching. I'm like, what the heck's this? And then well, yes, <laughs> and, but then like didn't know anything because it was like a. Four, four episodes into season two, so there's story shit I don't understand, but I'm mm-hmm. just like, just the Tina Fey-ness of it all, I really liked. I have a clip of it if you want to play it. Katie, nobody's life is perfect. Look at mine. I mean, between taking care of my three adorable children, Grayson, Mason, and my unborn gay son, Gayson, <laughs> I barely have time to keep my hair looking like this. Um, am I at Madonna's birthday party back when she was dating that matador because I smell bullcrap you think this lady is better than you because of her Instagram feed? Okay. This picture of her kids is photoshopped. The shadows are on different sides of everyone's faces. Uh, what do you know? Literally only this. <laughs> she and her husband put their heads through cardboard cutouts at the Jersey Shore. See, the sun has cool sunglasses on. <laughs> and this marriage has problems. Okay. This is yes. great. Oh, Dave, great. can I ask you a question? What? Is Cecily Strong in two of your clips today? Yes, she is. You motherfucker. No, really? Oh. Uh, but uh, we'll get to that. I'm going to say that one for last. Okay, great. Uh, I just want to hear it again. Yes. Uh, also, uh, yeah, another show I really like this year, and I'm sad that it's officially canceled, is Difficult People. That's yeah, fucked yeah, up. Look, but the finale it, was so good. Yeah. It was the right finale. Billy Eichner's too famous to do a TV show anymore. I'm to moan now. <laughs> They're lucky but, they got him for these I mean, can I he love still keep doing so uh, Billy on the Street, though? I, I, gotta, street, I think he will. I gotta tell you, on Black Friday, Three episodes a year. I watched so many Billy Eichner, Billy on the Street clips. I'm in New York City. Yeah on Black Friday and it's just like oh, this is every, everything felt like <laughs> yeah. I'm on I'm on the set of Billy on the street <laughs> I don't want to be bombarded by him like yeah. waving a dollar in my face for a dollar would you yeah. would you would you fuck Sarah Huckabee Sanders yes. <laughs> for a dollar is Francis McDormand good or bad yes uh, and I love like every season of Difficult People this is a show a a, like it's almost about television. It's about people who are bitter that they're not more famous. Yep. And I can. Yes. Sunders. And that's something I write for the that, internet instead yes. of having TV shows. Yes. Who recap TV shows? Yeah. And, yes. And uh, my favorite episode of the season was uh, about what was it, an Amazon show from Woody Allen or yeah, Amazon movie from Woody Allen. That's the greatest. The greatest. And yeah. uh, yes, I, I included one of my favorite clips from that because it also. It, it, it covers another thing I that is very love cliche. This so much. Finally showed up for the Wawa protest. Women, again! You came in costume? No, this isn't a costume. I work at speakeasies and supper clubs doing my burlesque act. Really? I'm a huge burlesque fan. I've never seen you. Do something from your act. Well, I'm a hoochie coochie coo and a potty toddy too, and the town never knew such a hullabaloo. Wow, that's right. I have seen you before. Hey, hey, actress. Hey, actress in a Woody Allen series. <laughs> we found him. He fell asleep inside a matchbox. We need you on set so we can wrap this scene up. Yeah, so she's dressed uh, as like a cigarette girl on a Woody Allen movie because cigarette girl he thinks those still exist. Yes, and it's, <laughs> she's like, "Oh, is this uh, this is a uh, retro movie?" He's like, "No, they no, still it's a Woody so. Allen and they continually movie. dunk on Woody Allen. Like he just wandered off set. He fell asleep." <laughs> uh, 
Oh, where is the reed girl to replace the reed in my clarinet? The <laughs> uh, the woman in that clip uh, in the wheelchair. That's uh, Shannon Devito, who mm. is an improviser okay. who I've seen perform many times. She's one of the funniest people in the world, yeah. and they they brought her back once a season mm. because she's she was in like one scene in season one, yeah. and they just know she's so hilarious. Yeah. And they keep bringing. I her love back. that they hate her in the first season, and that they're like. Oh man, her story like she's a woman in a wheelchair who tells stories about being raped and they're like, Our storytelling series can't compare to that. <laughs> darn it. And I I, yeah. I love this show yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. fucking pretty livid with Hulu. Like yeah. your original content sucks. It's, yeah. it's well, got, except for the Dana Carvey uh, documentary. Which the, is their good. documentaries but, but, are but pretty good. Are, it's it's a mechanism yeah. for television and like mm-hmm. this is this is the one show I like, well this deserves to be here yeah. and i didn't watch every episode of it so I'm and they ruined their app this year worst yeah. of yeah. worst of 2017 but, who yeah. app so difficult people too was created by and show run by julie klausner and so her show and i was a huge fan of her podcast so her finally getting to make the show is great and i actually i read an interview with her where she talked about how she is now famous enough that when she makes fun of all the famous people she makes fun of on the show, it kind of comes back to, oh, really? to me. She's like, ooh, I don't uh, like We got to talk this. next time we meet. Kevin uh, Spacey, gotta... they really ripped they on him. They really. Wow. The joke about the Kevin Spacey acting class that he uh, <laughs> is so great. I, I also, oh, Amy Sedaris is so funny in her bit part this season as the hostess on the bus. Oh, yeah. Where she says, she she is talking about how her girlfriend had left her at, just because <laughs> she has now a bunch of rats she keeps as children. <laughs> Amy Sedaris, who's on, I think, every show we've talked about yeah. today. Jimmy She's Schmitt, on every yeah. streaming show. <laughs> Bojack Horseman? Bojack yep. Horseman. She also... Uh, it, it's so funny too. The, she does. She steals the TV. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. I, I stole the boat. Another, yeah, another difficult people thing I loved was in the the realization that Billy had to get his shit together when mm-hmm. like she sees him. She's like, "You've been asleep for three days." He's like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> I could have died, and no one would even find it." And that his that also his apartment oh, just yes. keeps shrinking each scene. The door hits the bed when he opens it up. <laughs> yes. Oh God, it's. Beautiful. Oh, I love the episode. I think it was from the season where um, the personification of New York. Is uh, is played by uh, uh, David Tell. Okay, oh, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, lives in his room. Don't He's... pee on me. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yes, yeah. I love David Tell. God damn it. And the one episode in L.A. was beautiful too. I love that. Like L.A. is literally killing Julie. She can't be there. And also Andrea Martin fucking rules too. Yeah, yeah she's also in Great News. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Andrea Martin. Well, Tina Fey has a great appearance in this season too. And but that Andrea Martin and Lucy Liu. Are are uh, yeah. great foils for each other, and the uh, also the Thanksgiving episode this season two of just was so great, and and the and the writers room episode. Though, oh my god, the writers room. <laughs> She's okay. Julie uh, Kessler is she will do anything to get into the writers room into writing on a show. Pat Oswalt plays an old friend of hers that she then tricks into hiring her on the show saying that the old showrunner who's in a coma hired her <laughs> and so he introduces the whole room he's like well okay so here's the room that's a gag guy the pickup artist community guy <laughs> the uh the the kid with a youtube channel to tell us all the things millennials say and my best friend who i hired and 
H. John Benjamin is in there, and his first question is like, "He's not going to be one of those fucking feminist bitches who complains all the time." She's like, "Oh, oh no, I I hate women. I I can't, I, I join comedy because I fucking hate." And it's them. an adult swim show too, right? Uh, it, yes, which is yeah. also a deep yep. Hollywood wow. reference. Yep. She might have burned a bunch of bridges. It's beautiful. Assuming those people still have jobs by the middle of next. And year. then she's trying to write. She's like, "Okay, time to write," and it was just constantly derailed by <laughs> P- the other guys, especially Pat Oswald as the showrunner going like my fucking bitch wife she's she's ru- ex-wife she's ruining this shit give me some blow and she's like are we gonna be here all night yes <laughs> uh, it's it's the whole season watch every episode of difficult yeah. people I, it's a laugh a minute without it's, knowing joel that. McHale plays hannibal basically in the show it's, it's so great i i was livid when i heard of the cancellation yeah. like this yeah. is the, this is the biggest justification for Hulu original content. Yeah. Outside, the, their documentaries, by the way. And Handmaid's Tale, everybody's talking dumb, about. Dumb, the thing. Big Brother documentary, Becoming Bond. It sounded like you were just like, Handmaid's Tale, dumb. No, no, no. <laughs> Handmaid, like, and that's, I sort of wanted to mention that because I, it was one of the, you have, ever have a show you like watch with your significant other and like if you're both not ready mm-hmm. to watch it, sometimes you just don't finish it. Yeah. I fell in mm-hmm. love with The Handmaid's Tale and we, it's pretty heavy mm-hmm. shit. So, we didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But I put it on the, best of the year so far early on because it was the most amazing series I've ever seen uh, dramatic series I'd seen that year and still kind of is I just didn't finish it mm-hmm. I haven't watched much more since we recorded that episode for mm-hmm. some reason we just and because of the nature of the world we just forgot about it yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but 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 other than that like what are Hulu's great original programs is that James Franco show that you hate 11, 26, uh, 63, that show's 11, objectively terrible is have it? you seen it what's that ri- the show that's proudly a rip off of the last Starfighter like the future you show you Seth, Ma- Man. Seth yeah, Meyers future. the awesomes oh, I wanna, yeah. oh no the awesomes no, there's fucking the one, suck there's the one fucking with terrible from, uh, from Hunger, Games. Hunger Games I've heard that's yeah. very, it's Seth Rogen and uh, yeah. his, his uh, writing partner maybe they've gotten better but as far as I knew difficult people like no this is good I've heard future man's very funny I've not watched it I've heard the same thing. I've not seen Future Man. Uh, They keep trying to get me to watch it because every show that ends, either that or South Park plays. I I heard Julie Klausner do a funny interview. Uh, Last thing about different people. And I didn't mention what I watch on Hulu mostly is The Orville. Mm -hmm. And I want to go to bat for The Orville because, Henry, you have baggage with not only Seth MacFarlane. (laughs) It is a direct ripoff of TNG. And I understand people being mad at that. Data's on it. They just that is data. data, right? They just—it's oh, not Brent Spiner, but, but it sounds but like fucking, I mean, he's the android. Yeah, it sounds like the guy who does like the audiobook version yes. of him. It—it's it, crazy. It, I understand that would make you mad, but it is objectively excellent. It's very good. And if you look at that next, even the Star Wars, the Star Trek writers are like, we had to make this Star Trek show with like all this fan baggage of like, what kind of Star Trek show do we make and please the fans? And he's and Seth MacFarlane just like, I don't get to make a Star Trek show. I'm just going to rip off TNG <laughs> in a different universe. I like and, that. And that's, and I, it just, it floored me that like, wow, that was all, this formula still works <laughs> really well. And it's a shame the people who own Star Trek have never bothered to readdress it. There are episodes mm. of that show that would be like mid to high tier episodes of TNG. Like yeah, they'd be really I, good episodes. I I, it, the, the, the opening episode, is, he catches his wife in bed with an alien who comes from his forehead. And, it's, and then they end up being assigned together. And then later on, it's revealed that Alien was Rob Lowe. It's Rob Lowe. <laughs> and has insane amount of pheromones and can convince anybody to go to bed and then goes to bed with his wife again when they're in a working relationship. But then... They're like co-captains. The pheromones yeah. work on Seth MacFarlane, so he f- spends the rest of the episode fucking Rob Lowe as well, <laughs> <Okay>. uncontrollably. <laughs> There's an incredible episode about 
I don't trans not transgender but gender in general mm. that ends with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, we, we meant to get that Kermit the fucking thing. Oh yeah, the the he the, so the pop culture references are all modern because it wouldn't make sense if they had future pop culture. They wouldn't mean anything to us. Yeah. So they are referencing things from the twentieth and twenty first yeah, century. Kermit the Frog is on his desk all the time. Yeah, he, he has a little Kermit and somebody his model for leadership. And it, and again, Henry, you'll hate this kind of shit. It's something only the some with the power of Seth MacFarlane can do. But he's putting in the work. He hired no. the Star Trek guys, and he he is has a writing credit on every single episode. This is my problem with Seth MacFarlane: is that he builds this great machine that he shouldn't star in. A better he's really person, good in it. dude. No, he's, he's good. In he's it. really good at it. Man, he is. Don't believe it. And, and he he takes a backseat to like I almost can't see his every other face, character man. all the time. He's not can't. in like half the episodes. He's like yeah. in like the bookends of them, and then he just goes away because he's a captain. He's doing stuff. You should you should watch the first and or second episode. It is fucking excellent and i would have if we had room for it i would have put it on my best of the year but it tends to be the thing i watch when like oh yeah i forgot that show exists yeah i catch up on it (laughs) i have 17 other shows yeah yeah, and i'm doing a little work and we interrupted day for fuck's sake uh Uh, you have a third uh yeah my third uh this is would probably be the most improved show i i liked the show's fucking great you're absolutely right about Uh, that lady dynamite lady really like the first season i really like you know just how it explores maria bamford's like neuroses but what the second season does is it puts all these neuroses in the context of like living with someone and being in a relationship, and it's like, how do I, with all the fucked up things in my head, like cohabitate with another person with all the fucked up things in their head? Uh, and the like, the whole season's a really good exploration it's of that, the, and it is so bonkers. It's like it's the most unlikely level edit- television editing. couple I've ever seen in my yeah. whole life. Oh, and it's and, also very similar to her real. Yeah. That guy is playing her real husband. Now. Yeah, yeah, and her real husband's in the show too. Yeah, as one of the guys on a the future fat, show, hairy Norwegian guy. Yeah, with this neurotic woman. I was shocked that they made a joke in like the first ten minutes of the season. Again, her, her, her dogs yeah. talk. Yes. Yeah. And and there's a they Garfield. There's talk. a nude sequence where she comes out. I don't use towels. That's a waste of energy. I drip dry, and she's wringing out her <laughs> hair. And they have blurs over her tits and bush. <laughs> and then she just starts jumping around and dancing for the the award for <laughs> least sexy nude scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, she's going faster than the blur, and she moves fa- faster than the blur can go. We just see Maria Bamford yeah. do full frontal nudity while jumping around in wet. And, and it's, wow. it's not sexy at all. And it's like, it's the, it seems like, I haven't seen anybody sacrifice that much for yeah. a, a joke. <laughs> a streaming well, show. So, and, I, I only watched first season, but she's so like emotionally naked on the show yeah. that it almost feels like, ah, oh, who cares if they see my tits? Like yeah. this is where I showed worse. Almost everything I said about Twin Peaks could be said about this show. Yeah. Like it's this show bush. is I it's ridiculous real, that it exists. Through her bush, I learned her real hair color. I never wanted to know that. <laughs> I didn't want to know she was a redhead. Not a natural uh, blonde. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I love the, like the time jumps they do on the show. Like they did that in the first season, but now they have the future. Where it's like, uh, like mirroring one of my favorite I episodes of the first season future. where she has to use that sexy lady voice all the time. And it's about her making oh. a streaming show on the internet. Yes. It's about making the first season of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, it's cre- co-created by Mitchell Hurwitz from mm-hmm. New Credit Rest Development. One of the top five greatest comedies yeah. of all time. And it's like that, but way more surreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, this most improved show is exact because it was actually. Well, how jo- good is her yeah. uh, real life manager on the show in the season two? Is he still? Oh, Mo Collins. Or, yeah. Uh, or Fred Malmed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that guy really is so great. Yeah. Hello, my precious. I <laughs> yes, love that guy so much. <laughs> uh, the the episode where he becomes best friends with I forget uh, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. I love that episode. <laughs> uh, but Andy my- Samberg doesn't Andy Samberg like. 
single white female him yes. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. His delivery is so specific. Yeah. It's just like you're you're not <laughs> you're not a trained actor, but that's yes. what I love on, with this. Uh, but my favorite episode of the season is the one where it's so well written, but so stupid at the same time. <laughs> where uh, Maria is like missing some money, and she thinks her, her new boyfriend has stolen the money because he's oh, got terrible yeah, credit. He's poor and he's in debt and has and, multiple credit cards. Uh, uh, this is such a good scene. It spoils the reason that all that happened. So maybe skip ahead, but I just love it because it's so stupid. Uh, this is a dog hypnotizing another dog, but also Judy Greer. <laughs> Dicky, Dicky, Doo Doo, I am now in charge of you. Emily, human in this subnambulistic state, I plant the suggestion in your subconscious mind so that when you awake, you will once again recognize the number seven. Evan, canine, when I snap my paw, you will no longer have the ability nor the desire to hypnotize anyone again. <laughs> and tiki tiki doo doo, everyone can see you. You just made a poo poo <laughs> and snip. And the dog and is also burning her dog. Yes. And Jesus Christ. She's missing, wasn't it? And then they actually both shit their pants. It was $7,777 because yeah. the because she doesn't she doesn't Remember. recognize the number seven because she was hypnotized to forget the yeah, number like seven. Yeah, like on a stupid stage show. It's wow. so and they dumb, never but, fixed her. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> My only problem is that it's so off the fucking wall and bonkers. Yeah. It gets really hard to follow. You got to watch the. You got to pay attention yeah. all the time. And this, but this this season reigned a little bit of that in. That one of these is like. If you treat the future like a fantasy sequence, because yeah. it doesn't have any bearing on what's happening right now. Whereas before, like, this is recent past and further past, yeah. like, that was a little difficult <laughs> yeah. to follow. Especially mm -hmm. when, like, half the shit that happened in the show isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> so those yes. technically my top three, but I want to give a shout-out to something that we was on the first half of... Uh, this was on Best of 2017 we, so far. My girlfriend and I love this show. Devoured it because of your recommendation. Yes, mm -hmm. and... I, I really love it. I went back and watched just almost the entire thing again. Uh, and it's one of those shows that it, I think it's kind of a minor miracle that it got renewed for a second season. But I just want more people to talk about it. Like, it's barely been in any conversation mm -hmm. anywhere. I'm talking about Detroiters. Mm -hmm. uh, just, again, like I talked about some of this with Lady Bird in the movie episode where it's like, I love that it highlights a place that doesn't get that much love in you know but, but in forms of fiction. Detroit, beautiful, and, loving shots of Detroit and, all and, over, like and, yeah. in, in a comedy. And it's also about this like weird relation, not a weird relationship dynamic, but a relationship dynamic that you don't see. Like Lady Bird, it's mother and daughter. This is like this is two best friends that are never negative to each other. These are like true friends. It's not like. You know, like like Chandler and Joey, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna make fun of you. No, one of the best friends has though. to rub his tummy every time he takes a shit. Yes, <laughs> and, and, he, and he married his sister to make sure that this happens. Yes, every time he takes. <laughs> and a And has shit. two of my favorite, like they they're they they're advertisers, mm -hmm. but they're not great at it. Mm -hmm. And they make basically Tim and Eric level ads all the time. I think it's their job that makes it not the biggest criticism you could give it is that it's a male broad city because yeah. broad city is a lot like this, but yeah. the fact they work horribly in advertising yeah. makes every episode really fucking yes. fun. And, and two of my favorite scenes of the year. I don't know which one you want to play first. Both. Uh, both. I, this was my favorite because they're so desperate for pitches. It's 
it's the company created by the guy's dad that yeah. he's been essentially willed and has no business Their running. Their dad is Kevin Nash, by the way. Is it <laughs> really? Yes. Oh His dad is to Kevin Nash, and he comes back in an episode, and it's great. Oh, my God. But he doesn't deserve this job, and the only employee still left is, like, the 100-year-old assistant. Yes. And then, and like, <laughs> thinks she's sexy. Who thinks she's – who still is in like, I'm totally sexy yes. and madman mode. Um, but, but they have to plead the security – the security guard wants to pitch stuff. I'm like, we don't have anything yeah. better to hear about. And this is this was the for me was the funniest clip I heard on a television show. And I don't want to derail yeah. it, but everything you just said about this, I meant to say for Brock Meyer. Yeah, I oh, watched yes. I watched it on a plane again. Like, no, no, this is really good. It wasn't <laughs> just odd. This is really good, and I think that got renewed yeah. too. Oh, cool for a shorter season. But Brock Meyer, but which Detroit, was, what is that? Stars IFC. Were, IFC. It's IFC, okay. and there's like eight oh. episodes, and it's yeah. fucking great. It's yeah. awesome. But uh, this is. The security guard stand pitching ideas to an advertising agency, and I don't know if this is improv, but it's wonderful. Ned is here. The security guard? He said you told him to set up an appointment. Sheila, you weren't actually supposed to set that up. Oh, I guess I had a dumb blonde moment. She thinks she's blonde? I hope y'all ready for this shit, man. This shit is coming out of the idea oven hot and fresh. Let's see what you got. All right. Chris Brown is walking to the store. Did he just say Chris Brown? Chris Brown's getting his baby some diapers, right? Chris Brown's having a bad day because he just found out that his woman is cheating on him. And the baby he's been buying all these diapers and groceries and shit for is not even his baby. And he's got a piss. The baby or Chris Brown? Chris Brown. The baby's dead. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. So then he can't even hold it anymore. He's like, oh, I got to go to a restaurant. I got to pee immediately, right? Bam. He goes to the restaurant, but the restaurant has the restroom that says, for whites only. He's like, what? For whites only. Then he thinks about it like, wait a minute, I got all these diapers. So next thing you know, we cut, <laughs> bam, we see the back of Chris Brown's legs, right? Then a big ass dick falls out of his drawers. I was like, oh, he might have a disease. Way too big for <laughs> sex or anything. And he's pissing in the diaper. And it's like, <laughs> he looks back at the camera and says, diapers. They could hold a man's piss. I mean, it's great stuff, Ned. Just one problem. I mean, we don't have the diapers account even if we did i'm pretty sure we can't show any of that stuff yeah. hmm. okay i got more i'm not married to anything right next one a guy's running from the cops right he's running fast get down we got a runner right he has some rebots so fast the police have on nikes they hell no they're not gonna catch him he's about to run the finish line victory got away from the police bam they shoot him he did chiron rebots he did. <laughs> <laughs> Does that care? He doesn't appear ever again. I don't think, or not significantly. Yeah. But I've that made me laugh the most, <laughs> other than a couple Brockmire yeah. scenes. Well, but, I think the the scene that I liked more from Detroit. Is like, oh. I love that the the diaper scene. I but I this how- is again this is another knockout performance by Cicely Strong. Yeah. Uh, so this episode, they're they're going throughout Detroit to collect debts from the like advertisers that that haven't paid them yet. And this one, she has like a terrible like law firm ad, and they a go what? a law firm. A law firm yeah, ad. Ra- Raj Chunks is but her a, name. But a, t- <laughs> <laughs> but a terrible son. Hey, little Tucker got a hold of my credit card and signed up for some pretty expensive pay-to-play sites. And I didn't, you know, I didn't see anything at first because it was all that like. Granny Fanny kind of stuff, and his grandgram had just passed. Oh, it wasn't my mother. So I just I didn't want to, you know, interrupt his grieving process or whatever, so I ignored it. Well, you know, since you don't have the money, we're just going to take Yeah, it must have worked, too, because, you know, then I 
See, he's going on all these, like, obscure sites, you know. Well, just... it's going to be hell getting back. Yeah, well, if it was the cartoon stuff, I'd understand, right? Because that's for kids, <laughs> you know. You got, like, a jacked Ned Flanders just reaming Marge Simpson. Yeah. Or, like, or, like Bart doing Lisa with a huge dripping hog. It's funny. It's like, you know, it's incest, but it's okay because they're cartoons, right? <laughs> Groundskeeper Lonely's uh, always in there somewhere. He's got, he's got a pretty nice piece. Too. Who else? Yeah. Millhouse. Sure. Yeah, Millhouse. Glasses, <laughs> ripped shirt, huge dripping hog, blue pubes everywhere. Yep. <laughs> well, it's fine. Well, you don't have the money. Yeah, we it. understand. Hey, bud. I'll give you ten bucks for one of these t-shirts. Ah, absolutely. I'm glad you like them. You see? Finally. Someone appreciates our humorous fashion. <laughs> it ain't for fashion, buddy. I'm gonna bust a nut in this. <laughs> uh, little rascal. What can you do? Any form of discipline, honestly. Hey, him! God damn. I just love all this. Well, it's a terrible... Was it Sam Richardson? Yeah, and Tim Robinson. Like Sam Richardson, like he's had great roles in like Veep and other things. Tim Richardson, or Tim Robinson... He was really good on like one season of SNL and just kind of was forgotten for so long. But one of like, my favorite they... sketches is the undecided voter. Yeah. He's like, how long is someone president? One years, two years, four years, or life? Like, I, I don't, I'm undecided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't he do, oh man. He was, in a, he was in a really good skit with uh, Seth MacFarlane. That's what I was going to say, the, the, the Amish people. Sellers, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. But the show's the river, what took, took my, my son. son. <laughs> yes. The show's created by Jason Sudeikis, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he's uh, in uh, both the, the premiere and the finale. But every episode, of that, it's like eight episodes, they're all great. I don't know, mm. There's something about an eight episode show that makes it so easy to revisit yeah. too. So. Oh, you know, there's one honorable mention I'd like to squeeze in here too it wasn't a series it was just one hbo special but it was the one man show by chris gethard career suicide everything chris gethard's the greatest i mean the watch his show the chris gethard show it's it's every episode is amazing at the very least watch the what's in the dumpster episode it's one of the greatest (laughs) episodes of television ever it will it will when you find out what's in that dumpster it will it will destroy your life (laughs) there's also a great there was a great bit this season where he told people to tell him the truth about what they thought about him working on the show and he said there's no punishment and so oh, his he, had, hmm. he had his intern do it who even he said like and I still think you're going to punish me even though you told me to do this and <laughs> one time he made me cry and I'm not going to tell you why and why it happened and it's like oh my god but <laughs> but career suicide is about his lifelong struggle with depression and how like in like it goes to the darkest place and then he'll immediately tell a joke and and he will sing smith songs and he'll tell all these things and uh, he tell all these amazing stories i just i i don't know i was crying on an no, airplane I, I heard, watching it honestly I, I didn't see it until my flight back from new york i heard uh, great things about it and we like we like I, that i do like the opposite the opposition the mm. companion of the daily show the fake fucking info wars this, the Colbert Report of Infowars, yeah, yeah. and Michelle Fox. Oh no, she's in the Daily Show, but she has an, like she has a new comedy special. And my girlfriend like, like let's, let's watch it. Where is it? HBO. Like, <sighs> yeah. We, like I can't. Of all the things we have access to, like we're HBO is a giant mm. thing we can't yeah. touch unless we. I want to go pirate it. Like we just can't. <laughs> 
I, I have no yeah. access to HBO, and and that the same thing with that. Like, I think a plane is my only access. Yeah, the next time, hey, you're gonna be flying soon. Maybe see if it's on there. And some of those, some stuff like that, I wanted to torrent, and it's like it's not. It's not stealable enough. Like there, there aren't people seeding it. And, and if we're giving shout outs for comedy specials, Patton Oswalt's Annihilation. I haven't watched oh, that yet. To do, I'm to do twenty to, minutes like... on the most horrible thing that could happen to a father, in a, a husband and a father to a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like to to find comedy in that. And I watched him try it on like Conan or Colbert, and the audience, the audience was they couldn't. They're, they're not it. on board. Like no. it's too. It was too hard. But he workshopped it, and it's crazy. I've never seen anybody tell jokes about the death of your wife. The sudden, mm-hmm. unexpected death of your wife where you kiss her goodbye in the morning not knowing she's dead. And then <laughs> come back with, got your favorite coffee. <gasps> Same position. Uh, sorry. It, it's, it's fucking, man. It, it, up until then, it's just an awesome Patton special. But this is special. It makes it's hmm. comedy specials want that. Special. It's a once in a lifetime <laughs> thing to experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, not just for Pat. I mean, like for uh, like yeah. there won't be a special like that again. Mm-hmm. There won't nope. be something surrounding that kind of thing. Uh, Jerry before Seinfeld was also mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, it had the stuff in between was more th- interesting than the actual stand up. The stuff I watched twice, mm-hmm. and I know some of it is problematic for our mm-hmm. listeners, but it was uh, the two Chappelle things it shows oh my gosh that was this year why he's yeah. better than everybody else and the, the, I gotta watch Keen Peele do my show every week the, the nature he's real pissed about that like, the nature of money on the sketch inter- show he dude, makes a joke like, in is it in the special that like he he walked away from 60 million dollars in Comedy Central and then Netflix gave him more than that for three specials <laughs> no. so like what what the fuck what it's yeah I I will say I loved the specials until there's just five minutes or ten minutes I take out like come on dude like I've just but it's him it's even he will admit like look I don't understand trans people but they're fucking weird right I was like ah no (laughs) (laughs) like please don't do that part but but I like the the first of the two the the one that's more relaxed I'm not as it it was great but Mm The one that is structured around the times he met OJ. Yeah. Is, <laughs> Which, when I was so watching, like, that's another, it's like the thing we said with Coco, where, like, I just let myself buy into it, where when he got to the end, and I was like, he didn't tell the last OJ story, and then he uh-huh. comes back out, like, the, like he does the whole finale. He does, he finishes it, like, he finishes it like he a tells 90s a great special. Story, yeah. yeah, he finishes it with the, like, good night, you know, like, and the crowd's getting up, and he goes, and he goes, like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> The I, last time I met OJ. I, it's, I'm going to do it terrible justice, but the idea that it's him and Chris Tucker in a skybox together, and then OJ <laughs> comes up to both of them. Want to get a picture? I'm like, nah, man. We, we, we haven't been, neither me and Chris have been seen in a while. And, 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 and we don't want it to be with you on TMZ. I also and, loved his story of uh, knowing he was off. pissing off the cops, but then saying like, oh, I am black. But I'm also Dave Chappelle. And so, he, like, just his, him realizing, like, he's for, he's like, he's got a good chance with the cops. And they're like, nah, they know me. I'm da- I'm a famous person now. I'm not just a black man that the police will treat poorly. Especially where he lives. I love that fat. Oh, all right. We, ha- we have to end this. We got to stop. We have to stop. But, hey, hopefully more laser time to look forward to. Want to keep us going? Go to patreon.com slash laser time. We are almost 100% listener-supported people, and it's because of people like you who want to give us $5. Just 5 bucks. That's all it costs. 100 movie commentaries. 
We had a ton of Christmas commentaries last year, and by ton I mean mm. two. King of the <laughs> Hill and but glad Matt's aboard mm. to talk. We didn't allow Scrooge to talk in Mickey's Christmas Carol because there's too much much wonderful animated minutia <laughs> in that special. You talked over the whole thing. <laughs> well, it's there's if you know about the history of cartoons in Disney, mm. like that's like this one thing in this a 20 year gap on both sides. It's an important hinge moment. It's in crazy. History. It's crazy. And like, it's excellent. It is excellent. And you, I know it's past Christmas, but I, it was such a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I can't nerd out on Christmas specials a lot with other people. So I'm glad you were there for that, Maddie. <laughs> uh, let's fuck. Um, <laughs> this, is, this, is what I, this is what happens when I'm nice to friends. I think uh, I'm gay. Chris, it doesn't work. We're both tough. This is this is how this is how old <laughs> I am. Why I don't deserve to talk to you. You guys for need a to watch bit. more Detroiters. Uh, <laughs> Detroiters, wonderful. Yes. I, we recommend all that stuff. We'll try and provide you links to some of the stuff where we can. Um, and a bonus time, we do a bonus show every week. We have a bunch of commentaries for you. We do encourage you to support us because once you don't, we're gone, and <laughs> that's sort of the way it is. Uh, and, and no one's getting rich uh, just just yet. But uh, we do need your support now more than ever. So thank you so much for the people staying aboard. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter as H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G if you like hearing me talk about television. I do that every week on the show Talking Simpsons with Chris and also our host Bob Mackey where we go through every episode of The Simpsons from the beginning. Season 6 is about done and uh, it's probably the high point of Maybe all Simpsons, honestly. Yeah, the, it's the very curious if it's sex. Is that the is that the apex? Is I it the top think of the it might be. It's all so. downhill from here. But really think, too, there's though. still good three years. Oh, in there. for sure. I, it's the peak. You're adding very peak. high peak. So when you go down, it's still you're pretty. When high that up. house stands up and runs away and catches on fire, that's like the funniest thing that's ever happened on the Simpsons. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can listen to that regularly on uh, all the podcast feeds. You find stuff. But if you wanted to hear it a week early and ad free, that's on Patreon.com/slash/TalkingSimpsons. As is every episode of Talking Critic, where we do. The same thing for the t- TV series of Critic. Tons of other extras, including interviews with many people who had worked on The Simpsons, including executive producer Mike Scully, executive producer Bill Oakley, and Mimi Pond, who wrote the first ever episode of The Simpsons and has some stories to tell. <laughs> All that and more, patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. And that, that 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 is it. Is there a song we can close ourselves out with? Uh, uh, Detroiter's theme? Detroiters I like the theme. Song. I do love that song because yeah. the only other songs I love this year were from Hot Dad. So <laughs> check out Hot Dad as well. Uh, we're not doing a music episode of this. Uh, uh, <laughs> that'll uh, be ten minutes long. Go, everybody, yeah. run! Go. Go, go, soundtrack. Hello, hello, good morning. Horns is blowing, and I'm pissing off the neighbors. Whether home going or imported. We feeling shorted, cause we waiting on our paper. So next time, when they ask you where you're from, you gon' say Detroit City, where we get back on our feet. Next time, when they ask you where you're from,